Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone, to the JT Show. Super Talk Mississippi uh, rolling into hour two of the program on this Tuesday. Joining us now on the line is our good friend, the representative from Con- Congressional District 1 of Mississippi, Representative Trent Kelly. Good morning, Congressman. How are you today, sir? Good morning, Gerard. Always great to be on Super Talk. Yes, sir. Thanks so much for joining us today. We, we wanted to get you on because, as you're well aware, Memorial Day is coming up, and I know you're a proud member of America's uh, Armed Forces, and we certainly do appreciate you and and, uh, extend our gratitude to you, sir, for your service uh, in the military. And uh, start, uh, Representative, if you don't mind, just by explaining the meaning of Memorial Day, because that is different than Veterans Day. Yeah, absolutely. And I always tell people the distinction. Memorial Day is to honor those who died in combat in defense of our nation. Uh, It's to honor their families and to honor their service to this great nation. Without them, uh, we don't have the freedoms that we enjoy. Uh, And Veterans Day is to recognize those who serve. And uh, this weekend, we should just remember all those families who don't have a loved one uh, who, who gave their life in defense of this nation. I just got to ask you this, uh, Congressman, and uh, unfortunately, I think it's kind of a sign of the times. Did you, do you get the feeling in the House of Representatives there amongst uh, your, your Democrat colleagues that they have the same degree of respect and reverence for Memorial Day? I know that sounds kooky that we would <laughs> kind of wonder about that from somebody elected to such high office in this country, but I, I, honestly, I don't think many of them think very highly of you, sir, our military, those who paid the ultimate sacrifice so we could live in this country. Well, Gerard, I'll tell you, probably 85% of those guys are just like us. And it, when it comes to service to this nation, many of them have served, are okay. great warriors, uh, have lost friends over there. But that 10% on the left, those who have never served, the AOCs and, 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 and the Presleys, the squad, those guys haven't served and they don't have an appreciation. And unfortunately, uh, their loud voices drown out all those who do uh, honor the service. Well, I think that's a good point, uh, that the vast majority of do share, I guess, our uh, respect in that regard. But it's the ones that don't. They just got the bully pulpit. That's the ones the media focus on. Seems like round the clock, and that's all. You would think they are the entire conference. 
what you would, and they're driving the policy right now, uh, whether it be President Biden or whether it be Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, they're being driven by the radical policies of these loud 10% on the left of the Democratic Party. And on the, along those same lines, uh, this these uh, activities over in the Middle East and the, and the violence and bloodshed between Israel and uh, the Palestinian states, it just shocks me, sir, that so many on the left are anti-Israel. They're anti-Semitic. And now that's triggering anti-Semitic attacks in this country. It's just been the last day or two. They seem to have kind of come around to recognizing Israel's right to be uh, a sovereign state. Isn't it amazing? And uh, some of them even tried to blame Israel. I don't know how uh, the Palestinians firing rockets into Israel can be Israel's fault. I guess they wanted them to shoot the rockets, but it it is unbelievable. And uh, you know, and you saw this with the Asian hate crimes uh, bill that they that's what they called it, but it's not. It is all political messaging. I don't see one for Israel and Jewish people right now. Them asking to stop the hate, uh, which are real deaths occurring, and so it, it's just crazy up there that. They they let policy and uh, their crazy principles drive uh, what they're doing. What's even more just completely baffling to me, uh, Congressman, is the number of Jewish Americans who are Democrats, knowing that this is a big area of divide. I would argue that almost across the board in the Republican Party, there's broad support, unconditional support for Israel and their right to be a sovereign state and defend themselves. That doesn't exist in the Democrat Party. It does not, and I don't. I don't see how they keep supporting the Democratic Party when they uh, at least their voices that matter either call for Palestinians, uh, call, uh, call call Israel bad names. If you look at the squad, they say all kind of horrible things. Uh, they want to cut off the funding for the weapon systems that are used in defense only. Listen, Israel didn't invade Palestine. They shot. Uh, they, they they shot fired into it, but they didn't send troops in there. They literally defended their ground and took out those targets which uh, we're trying to fire rockets at them, as far as I can see. And, and Israel is not an imperialistic nation. They are, they are not, they're not aggressive. They, they are arguably the world's greatest defenders of, of their piece of ground, which is small, and they're totally surrounded. They've had to be, otherwise they wouldn't be on the planet anymore, honestly. So I, I just don't well, understand. Well, that's what the Palestinians want. Of course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they want them. They, they don't even recognize them. They want them to be gone. They don't want them to have any ground. It's totally unbelievable. Uh, let's turn our attention a little bit to the U.S. military and the armed forces. And uh, it, this Memorial Day always uh, kind of um, it encourages a sense of pride. I think for most Americans that really do appreciate and understand uh, just how critical. Our armed forces have been and, and what they've done in the way of sacrifice, especially, as, as you indicated, on Memorial Day, to, where we recognize those who paid the ultimate price. Do you have any personal stories, sir, that you could um, share uh, with respect to the military and those who paid that ultimate price? 
Well, I, I think uh, not necessarily those who paid the ultimate price, but I got to award some long overdue medals to a gentleman the other day. He was uh, he was in the Philippines on December the 8th when uh, the Japanese bombed that, and uh, he, he survived the Bataan uh, death march wow. at the point of a bayonet, poking them, uh, killing folks when they fell out, many of them with malaria. Uh, we can't imagine the sacrifices that our greatest generation made. And then I see that today. Uh, when we lose these young soldiers downrange, uh, these guys, all they want to do is preserve the freedoms that uh, all of us enjoy so much. And it's incredible how they continue to be so committed to that. And I, and I think just back to our history, first, we don't have many of these guys left from World War II. They're, as you know, they're dying out, and, and we're, we're losing them. And it's a shame because they're special breed. And I don't know that we've ever seen anything like that, frankly. Where these young guys just got and, and I pray we never do again. Okay. These guys yes, were amazing, Gerard. They uh they, they left the farms and went to Paris and all over, you know, Normandy Beach, uh in Italy and, and all the islands uh throughout the Pacific. These guys are just amazing in their dedication and many of them had never been more than thirty or forty miles from home when they left. And uh we wouldn't have this great uh democracy that we have without those men and women. No question about it. And and then I, I just think about the Korean conflict, war and then Vietnam and, and what a black eye that is on this country. Look, these soldiers went away and whether or not we agree with or support the cause, the bottom line is their country sent them over there. And they served honorably, and they did what they were asked to do, and they came back. And the way they were treated was uh, really just disgusting. It, it's good to see that there seems to be an attitude of more respect and, and gratitude for those folks, because they deserve it, too. But we have to guard that, Gerard. It's just like we see with our police departments right now. Uh, there's a constant attack in this nation on anything that is good and anything that is honorable. And we try to make that something less than honorable. And I'll tell you, I don't know why every single member serves, but I can tell you this. Most of them serve because they love this nation and they do the right things. There's exceptions to everything. But uh, our Vietnam veterans, Korean War veterans, World War II, and, and this war on terror, I'll tell you, most of these people have the right heart and they want to serve. Yeah, there's absolutely no question about it. But uh, th this military, this country, and and it's not it's not established, and it does not operate with the intent of attacking other countries. It operates with the intent of defending this nation and its interests, and that's what makes it unique. And God bless that we have the strongest military. It's so critical to just maintaining the peace on the planet, not just protecting our borders. I know, and it, Rhino said it best earlier. We don't have people fighting to get out of this nation, except for a few Hollywood stars, which we hope <laughs> do leave. Uh, but the majority of people are dying in boats, dying, you know, walking across the desert, uh, dying uh, in, in every way, just trying to get to this great nation of opportunity. And uh, that's because of the soldiers who died for these freedoms. And they and they do what essentially whatever's asked of them, which uh, is just so honorable and and makes you feel such a sense of pride and respect for those guys and I mean God help us God love them thanks so much for joining us today congressman uh, and again thank you for your service sir and let's have a good memorial day and let's tell all our listeners think about the real reason for that uh, that holiday Gerard, I just want to tell the families, thank you. We love your sons and daughters who gave their lives for this nation. Congressman Trent Kelly thanks so much for joining us we'll talk to you soon sir stay safe. We'll be right back on the JT Show. Stay with us.
This show was previously recorded. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 85. Tonight, a 60% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 70. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. Saturday evening, mostly clear, low around 66. And for Independence Day, sunny conditions, high near 92. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. This Independence Day, the entire staff at A Complete Flag Source would like you to join them in paying tribute to the many Mississippi soldiers serving to protect our freedoms here and abroad. Happy Fourth of July holiday from A Complete Flag Source. This is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey. And the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping and our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. From a small job to total transformations, just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for we believe you can't put a price on love. That's why we built a better way to buy a diamond. Juniker Jewelry. Mississippi's direct diamond importer. With 10 times the selection of diamonds, diamond engagement rings, and wedding bands, you'll find in average jewelry stores. Beautiful, affordable engagement rings she'll love. Complete with your center diamond starting at less than $1,000. Case after case of gorgeous rings, all priced $2,000, $3,000, and up. And with Juniker's flexible financing, you can give her a one-carat diamond for as little as $84 a month with approved credit. We have an engagement ring for every couple. I'm Rachel. And I'm John Ravenstein. It doesn't matter who you are, what your budget is, or where you are in life. If you're in love, we have a diamond engagement ring for you. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. We get to do a lot of things in this country. We have a lot of freedoms, and no matter ups and downs or good or bad or whatever, it's still the best country in the world to live in. And uh, it's only that way because we have these guys that are out there looking out for us. And, you know, it doesn't matter what your politics are. It doesn't matter what your religion is or any of those things. If you're an American, you're proud to have those guys out there. And they sacrifice it quite a bit. They sacrifice everything. And um, we just need to vocalize that as much as possible. Pool season is officially underway. Yay! 
And we want to make sure your trips to the pool are the best they can be. Yeah, I love to swim. So here's a few tips everyone should follow to observe a socially responsible pool season. Here we go. Leave the Speedos at home. Uh, I don't have a Speedo. Trim that disgusting male back hair. It's like a bunch of Chewbacca's. No cannonballs or belly flops. Cannonballs! Never swim after eating barbecue. I don't feel good. No relieving yourself in the pool. I've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it. And while you're at it, keep babies and seniors with diapers away too. Oh no, no diapers. Don't bring your iPhone into the pool to test how waterproof it is. Who cares waterproof? No skinny dipping or doing the nasty in the deep end. Get a room. Don't wring out your smelly wet bathing suit all over everyone's stuff. Ew, gross. And finally, don't, don't be a show-off. No matter how good a swimmer you are, you're no Michael Phelps. Stop showing off. And that's how to observe a socially responsible pool season. There, that's better. Happy swimming. Back the JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. And joining us now, we have with us on the guest line uh, the chairman of the House Ethics Committee and the chairman of the House Universities and Colleges Committee and Captain Mac Huddleston with the U.S. Army. It's uh, District 15 Representative Mac Huddleston. Mac, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today, Representative? I'm fine, Mr. Dave. Good afternoon to you. Uh, how are things going with you right now as we start to claw our way back out of this shutdown? Well, there are a lot of unknowns, uh, certainly, and we in the appropriations area are going to have trouble. Uh, our biggest challenge is finding out how much money we're going to have to spend. That's the biggest thing. We won't know that till the middle of the end, after the end of this month. Well, and that that's the problem moving forward because we had, and I, I spoke with uh, from the Senate side, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman yesterday, uh, yeah, back before all of this started, we had a lot of things that were facing us that were going to take some appropriations and take some, some, some money to fix. The prison system problems come screaming to mind. Uh, and, and now it's like a fruit basket turnover, isn't it? We've got to start from scratch almost. That's right. That's right. The, the big unknown is how much money are we going to need and how much will we have. And we'll go from there. That's a big, big challenge. And it's not one that's going to be easy to solve, I don't think. And, of course, you guys still have in front of you uh, appropriating the rest of the funds from the CARES Act. I believe the lieutenant governor said there's about $900 million left to appropriate. Well, I, I think it's about uh, in, in the total CARES Act, yes. So that's what you've got left to appropriate. Any discussions uh, ongoing uh, about where some of that money might go? Well, you know, I think the first thing, the thing that we're trying to do now is get get this CARES uh, uh, fund where we're helping the small business try to get, regain their foothold. Uh, we've got to do that first and see then how much will be left over at the end of that process. Uh, exactly. Now, you're the chairman of the House Universities and Colleges Committee. Uh, yeah, well, what, what are you hearing uh, in that committee specifically? Is there any talk about uh, any of the institutions seeing an impact from this at all? Oh, good gracious. Yes, sir. Uh, I talked to uh, several of the presidents and their representatives, and uh, yes, sir, there's a tremendous negative financial impact on, on our universities, and uh, that's going to be another big problem that we're going to have to work through. 
And my my question to that, I guess, is uh, I know most of the universities managed to continue on with online classes. Did that result in a decrease in revenue for the colleges, or is it mainly due to athletics and things of that nature? Uh, I, there's a lot of there's some money that's not there that would have been there had we not uh, uh, had had been dealing with this uh, coronavirus. And I've seen the sheets from the individual institutions showing how much their shortage shortages of just routine operating funds, uh, how they're going to impact what we're trying to do. So it did definitely have an impact, and that's something else that you guys are going to add. Now, now can, uh, do you know, can any of the CARES money uh, be used to help offset some of those losses for the institutions? You know, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't think so, and I could, I could be wrong there. I think there will probably be some other funds come in from different areas. I know I saw early on uh, some of the losses uh, in universities uh, had to give refund some of the uh, refund some of the fees that the, that the students had paid had paid in, and uh, I don't know whether that payment is complete or not. But I think one of the things that I'm sure to looking forward to is getting the getting the students back on campus. Uh, that if if we can't get the students back on campus, that's going to have a, another tremendous negative impact on just the university as a whole, and also the finance financial part of that. Well, and that is exactly right. We hear all the time about distance learning and about how things are going to change, and I think we will see some changes in that direction, which is going to require us rethinking the way we do some of these things. But for right now. It is a problem that's going to have to be addressed one way or the other. I, let me just say this. I have, I have said this several times during this entire thing. I have never in my life been happier to not be an elected official because I do not envy the job you guys have to do with the appropriations process after this. Well, the appropriations process, since I've been here 13 years, has, has always been a challenge. But, gosh, we had made so much progress, and we were in such a good position when this virus uh, raised its ugly head, and it set us back years. Well, and uh, that's the 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 good and the bad. The good is, yes, we were in a great position, which means we were in a great position to deal with it. Probably the best position the state's ever been in to deal with something like this. But the bad is, boy, we were in such good shape, and now it's gone. Absolutely, and once it's gone, it's gone. Uh, there's there's no reclaiming it. We've got to start all over and uh, come up with a strategy to how to how to work back to where we were. Yeah, and that's going to be the hard work because we didn't get to where we were three months ago, uh, just in the in the course of a year or two. It took years to build up to that point, didn't it? And w- think about where we would have been had we not taken good care of the money in the last say five six years which we have done and hats off to the people who were in the appropriations uh, area who uh, made sure that when we allocated something appropriated something that it was to good and that's why we had built up a little bit of surplus and had where would we be had not we built up the surplus in like the rainy day fund that's exactly right and that's that's why it's called the rainy day fund and boy it's been pouring for a couple of months so it's really good that we had that. As you said, if that, if that was reading at zero, if we had nothing in the rainy day fund, we would be in a much worse position 
than we already are. Uh, but And th- this is something I talked about earlier in the show, Representative, and I just want to get your take on this, because uh, we had somebody on the ceasefire text line that, that texted in and used a phrase that I've heard from a lot of different places that, you know, the economy has been destroyed. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but we're going to come out of this, and we're going to get back to where we need to be, aren't we? Yes, sir. We've got too many smart people, smart, hardworking people that have the, as a goal to keep this state afloat, and I promise you we're going to do that. And that's the thing that I think we have to remember. You can sit around and talk gloom and doom all day long and, and talk about how horrible everything is and it's all over, uh, and I think you're missing a great opportunity, which is to realize, hey, we built it once, we can build it again, and that, that's the opportunity that we have in front of us now. I think that's the attitude that most of us have. We've done it once and we can do it again. Exactly. Now, you're also the chair of the Ethics Commission. Is everyone behaving themselves? You know, as far as I can tell, they are. Uh, I don't know if something like this has a way of of quieting people, helping them to want to cooperate with others and just being gentlemen and gentle ladies, and that's what I'm seeing. Uh, that's all we can ask for. I figured you would be the one to ask as the chairman of the Ethics Commission. I didn't know if anybody was playing skee-ball in the hall when they were supposed to be working or what was going on, but I knew you'd be the one to know. Yes, we, we would overlook some of those little things like that. Well, it's a stressful time. you got to blow off steam somehow, you know? Uh, right. We have a text from the 601. I'm going to take a guess and say this is somebody that you know. I, I don't have a name. I don't know who it is. But uh, they just texted in and said, ask Dr. Mack if his desk mate is bad. <laughs> I bet that's a gentleman from Lincoln. Uh, yes, that must be who it is. I had a feeling you would know who it was if I read the text out. Like I said, there's no name to it, but they asked that. I'm going to assume this involves a goat? I think you're exactly right. Okay. As a matter, and I had this discussion late yesterday afternoon. So, so you, you, you you've got a, a goat at your desk? Uh, no, oh, not okay. quite. Okay, I'm a I'm a veterinarian. It wouldn't be out of the ordinary for me to have an animal. I mean, have something to do with an animal, but I don't believe, believe I'd take them on the house floor. I you you could get on the news, Doc. Everybody would cover. Everybody would cover that. You could get yourself on the news and get some publicity if you just took a goat onto the floor for a vote. Yeah, I bet that I, I think I'm just going to let that one slide for a while. Okay, okay. I was I was just going to uh, just going to suggest that. Thought it might uh, work out for you there. Uh, we have uh, coming up on Monday. Uh, Memorial Day is on the way, and we're coming up against a break here in just a moment. If you can hang on through the break here, uh, I'd love to talk to you about your service, and thank you for that right up front. But if you got just a minute or two, I'd like to talk to you about that as we get ready for Memorial Day. Yes, sir. This show was previously recorded. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream. The new degree of comfort. 
If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. I worry about lots of things. My finances, my grandkids. If you're 65 or older, you have enough things to worry about. Pneumococcal pneumonia shouldn't be one of them. Even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for this potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 13. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Highway Patrol is teaming up with other states this July 4th weekend to try to keep people safe. Major Johnny Polis said you're going to see a lot of troopers on I-10. They will bring the MHP air operations down for this. We're going to have the helicopter, MHP helicopter, flying all the way down I-10 to the Louisiana line and to the Alabama line. We're going to be doing live stream. We will be able to monitor everything that is going on with traffic. And under a new law, there's a heap of specialty license tags you can purchase. There will be tags for supporters of schools in Indianola, Humphreys County, South Pike, and even one for a touchdown club in Picayune. You'll find one for the State Wildlife Federation, for Shriners, retired judges, veterans of Operations Desert Shield and Desert Storm, a state flag tag to benefit the Civil Rights Museum and one for the Grammy Museum. I'm Andy Davis. One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a with a good team and a good uh, result from from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat. So if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish. 
AARP is working to protect Americans 50 plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit aarp.org slash msvaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash msvaccine. Paid for by AARP. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Hear the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News, at supertalk.fm. This show was previously recorded. Hey, hey, hey. Do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Continue here today from the Columbia Chamber of Commerce here, the wall that heals. Columbia.com. You can come by here and check it out. Dick Jordan is a veteran uh, from this area here in Columbus. Columbia. I'm in Columbia. I don't know why I've done that. That's the second time I've done and that. And let's today. call me Jordan. Jordan. They wrote Jordan. All right, Jordan. Well, same name, same spelling, except I know how to spell. Oh, okay. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for paying your taxes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me about it. How would you... How'd you end up over there? Well, I was at the University of Texas teaching ROTC in 1964, and they said that just as soon as this is over, you're going to be one of the first people to go over to Vietnam with the U.S. MAG uh, over there. So that's where I went, mm -hmm. 1964. Yeah. I replaced the first guy that had this job. A year before, he was the first one to come over with the mag. Mm -hmm. What were your duties over there? I was a G4, assistant G4, and uh, uh, was uh, basically sent out on missions and in, in the aircraft to different uh, advisory areas to see if the Navy was treating us properly, and they weren't. And my report showed that uh, that they were not doing the job that they should have done, and we. Uh, Took it over from them. The army brought in uh, the quartermaster and to serve us some food, you know, and that sort of thing. And eventually, uh, about a month later, I got hepatitis real bad because uh, mm. got got had eaten something or whatever. But uh, I was evacuated to the Philippines and stayed there uh, two months, and then went to uh, was evacuated back to the states, Fort Sam Houston. And I was okay, but I had a six-month, uh, you know, uh, handicap. How did you end up in the ROTC? Just you, it was volunteer. You just, right. You just go in there and sign up for like you for for a algebra course or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
obviously uh, a lot of people were drafted that were sent over there you 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 were obviously you were already serving at that time that's how you ended up over there correct oh yeah no i i was a, a career officer right yeah. right yeah, when i graduated from rotc i was commissioned so you when they came to you and said that i mean was what was going through your mind at that point you're headed over there well uh it was just another assignment, but this was a combat role assignment. It's going to be different, though, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. It was nice. We I was right there in Saigon, and uh, it was like, it was like a, a being in uh, Bangkok or some city in Germany or whatever. We could roam the streets and everything. But uh, while I was in the hospital, they removed all the dependents that were out of Saigon that came over with the uh, staff officers, you know, that uh, had families. And uh, uh, because the Viet Cong were infiltrating all over, mm -hmm. uh, it, not only in the countryside, but they were doing damage in Saigon, and it was so hectic, they removed the families in December 1965. I've, had, I've, I've neglected to ask this question. I really wanted to, and I didn't want to ask that, but I think I can ask you. Was there really, you know the movie? Uh, and, and I hate to go back to Hollywood, but the movie Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams, the crazy DJ in the morning. Was Actually, there was there really that guy over there? Well, uh, they had uh, they didn't have him here there, but yes, uh, and uh, I, I'll add a little bit to it. Uh, they had this beautiful girl that was uh, the weather girl, mm -hmm. and they carried on and, uh, to uplift the. Uh, you know, that was the, all y'all had. Yeah, they uplift the interest, uh, you know, uh, of the happiness of the troops, you mm -hmm. might say. It's, it, was a, it was a real good re recreational vehicle to uh, give them a little bit of life in the, in the boonies. So they were tuned into Armed Forces Radio like crazy because that absolutely, was all they had. Absolutely, absolutely. And then when I, I were they playing rock and roll and stuff like that? Oh, too? everything. They were playing the good music. Yeah, they, really. It was really, it was really a very well done operation, Air Vietnam. Really? Yeah. And a, a little side note, I came back after a tour and was in Frankfurt, Germany, as a, uh, the uh, chief of personnel for FICOSCOM. And this little girl came in, and I recognized her immediately because she was a weather girl in Vietnam about two years before, and she's looking for a job. And I took took her in and introduced her to the general, but after <laughs> after she got out of there, after she left, you know, I said, "Sir, we're not going to get her. She, she's too hot for this for this job." <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So I, I often wondered that. I mean, you know, I'm just the reason I just asked that, just from being an old radio guy, I was just always wondering how it was professional. How real that move? How real the movie was? As if 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 there really were the troops out there listening, riding in the back of a truck Absolutely. jamming to this music and listening to these crazy people on the radio and trying to just do anything they could do to get any any form of entertainment they they were in the boonies right with their radios you know the little pocket radios and and uh, it was really good they were they were very 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 professional now the troops didn't you know just play these things at night i mean no, no, this no. was a, basically in a firefight or anything of this nature sure, sure, but sure. Uh, but no they were they, it was all over vietnam and it was very professional I often wondered that. Very morale building too. Sure, I, that was what, and that that was what I got out of the movie yeah. more than anything. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, whether how real it was or not, that's what I that was what I got out of there. They say the other real thing out of there was the nasty beer. 
in that movie that the beer was just gross over there. That's a, uh, we called it Bummy Bomb. That's <laughs> the French 33 beer. Yeah. Bummy Bomb. Yeah. Wasn't good. No. <laughs> but it was better than nothing. It was better than nothing. <laughs> I know you go back and uh, you think about this. Obviously, this wall being here today. Yeah. It's, this week. Uh, yeah. Have you been down there? I've seen it in Washington, D.C., and I've seen it here before. A little, But I've been to the real one in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and I'd like to state that uh, one of our one of our people here, and he was a Jordan. I was a Jordan. Uh, he was killed over there as a uh, it went through basic training, went right over there, and was killed. And when I came back, uh, uh, when I retired back here in my old hometown, his mother and I talked, you know, and she said, "Oh, Dick, it was very sad." And and I said, and I was going to Washington, and so I went up to Washington, and I did the little trace for her. Uh, and uh, uh, and I said I came back and get said, sent it to her. And she moved to Baton Rouge, and uh, she was really happy to have that. Yeah, I, I've said my uh, my father in law served over there. He lost a cousin, and yeah, he lived in D.C. and actually had that framed in his office. He yeah. kept that his cousin right there, and something that he never forgot. And didn't talk a whole lot about it, but when he would, it was fascinating to hear. Yeah. So um, this wall here. You you've been to the other one? Oh yeah, the real one. The real one, and yeah. and this is this this is the real one, but it's not the real one. Yeah, but this right. is the commission one. Yeah, the, right. The commission traveled one. Right, exactly. They say this is about trying to help more veterans heal to to go and to go through this process and to be there and do that, and that's why this because not everybody can go to Washington, and even if they did get there, they may or may not go. But this gives them an opportunity to be a little bit closer to home where they can actually go and do and see this, and they call it the wall that heals. I hope so. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I, you I, think it did? Did it give you that closure? It gave me a, a, a my uh, one of my best sergeants <laughs> in uh, Germany. He was hit in Korea, had a big ball spot on the back of his head. He was a really nice, top-notch NCO, and uh, I saw him when I was back at Bragg. He was back going back over to Vietnam, and he went back over there with special forces and was killed. And I went to buy the and don't ask me his name because it's been so long, and I'm eighty almost eighty seven years old. I can't remember my own name, but uh, he uh, he was a real nice soldier, and and I made all these people on the wall very good. Mr. Bill Jordan, thank you. I mean, Mr. Dick Jordan. Thank you very much for being here with us. Thank you for serving, and thank you for sharing the stories with us. Very interesting, very enlightening. I really appreciate that today, okay? You're welcome. Thank you for taking time to visit with us, and uh, again, thank you for your service. We are here today again with First Southern Bank, Matt Grubbs Motors, TMH. We are here with you, and of course, the wall that uh, heals, Columbia.com, it is here through Sunday at 2 p.m. It's open 24 hours a day between now and then. And I hope that you'll come by and check it out. I hope that you'll be a part of it, and I hope that you'll see it. And uh, bring uh, school children tomorrow. It's open. You don't have to get things scheduled. The buses are welcome. They've got room for everybody. And uh, you can uh, you can help us here today. You can learn more about it. Thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate it. We'll continue with more. We'll wrap it up here from Columbia after this timeout.
This show was previously recorded. Hi, this is Anitra over at MacBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms for sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. Are you finding it hard to do business with hardware stores these days? Out of stocks, delayed orders, no one available to help you? Ace Bolt and Screw would like to invite you in to either one of their locations for fast, friendly service and the hardware you need in stock. Every kind of tool and accessory you need for every kind of job. And millions of specialty bolts and screws. If Ace Bolt and Screw doesn't have it, they don't make it. Shop Ace Bolt and Screw in Gluckstadt just off 555 next door to Camper Corral and on Julianne Street right off Gallatin and Jackson. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in this is the morning agri-market report for the Mississippi Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are trading up this morning. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 49 to 34,682. S&P 500 is up 13 to 43,33. And the NASDAQ is up 43 to 14,565. From the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton is up 101 to 86,91. And March cotton is up 92 to 86,71. At the Chicago Board of Trade, August soybeans are up 4 to 1433 and three quarters a bushel. September soybeans are up three and a half to 1409 and a half a bushel. September corn is down six and three quarters to 595 a bushel. December corn is down eight to 581 a bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle are down 62 to 122.95. And October live cattle are down 30 to 128.95. August live feeders are up 67 to 157. And September live feeders are up 30 to 159.37. For the Mississippi Network, I'm Bob Sullender. Hey, y'all. Let's take some pride and get it together for Mississippi. Many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter. Put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. Farmers can't choose the weather, trade policy, or market prices, but they can choose the most advanced dicamba with confidence. Ingenia herbicide has the lowest volatility of all dicamba salts for more successful on-target applications, and it's straight from the dicamba experts, BASF. So make the confident choice for your soybean crop. Talk to your BASF rep or authorized retailer. Ingenia 
herbicide is a U.S. EPA restricted use pesticide. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. The switches are thrown. The signals are given. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi uh, gerard is coming at you live from the mississippi armed forces museum the heart of uh, camp shelby down here just south of hattiesburg and joining us now is representative philip gunn he's of course the speaker of the house uh, good morning there mr speaker hey good morning thanks for having me today thanks for uh for being here and and thanks for participating in the various festivities today uh, thank you it was quite an honor to be invited to come and address the the group on this occasion they had a fantastic ceremony today they honored our veterans they honored the of course those who've sacrificed their lives for our country and uh, actually entered a world war one hero into the gold star family memorial that they have down here a mississippian a mississippian yeah i will grant them uh, i believe was his name and um died 20 years old 1918 uh actually protecting another soldier gave his life so that another soldier could survive and his great nephew read excerpts from letters that he had written home and it was very moving very inspirational to hear this young man talk about his experiences over there and the, the, what he was doing and why he was doing it and how he believed in this country he was not old enough to serve but unbelievable uh, volunteered anyway and uh, that those are the kind of stories that make you proud to be an american i no listened to that song a second ago and uh, every time you hear that song it just sends chills up your back you yep. know because makes you proud to be an american totally that's agree. why we are the greatest country in the world in the history of the world yeah and we and we've got to make our young folks mindful of that. Too. They've got to understand. I, well, I've talked to the media outside after the ceremony was over, and they they asked me, "What do you want people to think about when they're barbecuing or on the lake this week?" And I just tried. We got to remember what this is about. It's not just a day off of work. It is a day to honor those who give us the freedoms to do those very things. Yeah. And we need to stop and pause. Thank them and thank the Lord for their service. No question. And it just seems like that that uh, certainly in our, our political realm, there's so much animosity and so much hostility. Uh, this country isn't perfect. No country is. I, I, I don't think we'd be on planet Earth if that were the case. That was just part of God's plan. But it's right. a whole heck of a lot better by a long stretch than any other one. <laughs> At some point, don't we have to sit back and, and talk about the goodness and the positives and just get and stop all this dwelling on all the negatives? You're and, right. And, and remember what got us here. 
and I'm afraid that's getting lost sometimes, especially Man. in the, the the days of social media. And yep. the, the and I don't want to turn this into a political show because that's not where, what we hear about today. Right. But the politics that seem to be being advanced by so many are are not going to take us in the direction that we are enjoying today. We've got to get back to the roots of this country and what caused us to get to where we are. Totally agree. And so uh, the soldier who you were talking about earlier that's, that's uh, I guess, being inducted, mm -hmm. I, I believe there's an exhibit here. There uh, is. A tribute in the museum. I was apprised of that as part of my little personal guided that's tour right. that uh, got earlier today. It's just amazing and incredible, that whole story. Uh, yes. So 1918. 1918. I mean, we've over 100 years from there. And I've talked to his great nephew. He said, you know, we were just worried about the letters holding together, just the age of the letters. We tried to, what a to protect them. But they've donated them here, and people can read what, what he was experiencing on the front in, in France. And uh, there's just more and more stories like that. I came down here a few years ago and got the opportunity to tour this museum. I'm afraid so many Mississippians just don't know what a treasure we have here. And they need to come, and they need to camp, come to Camp Shelby and see this museum. One of my house members is, is featured in right, here. Sure Mike, is. Mike Cuddleston. Saw it. From yeah. Pontotoc, Mississippi. Yep. Served in Vietnam. His picture's on the wall. And I was, a Huey uh, copter pilot. correct. Right? He's yeah. a helicopter pilot. Yeah. One of the most famous photographs from Vietnam of a helicopter lying, uh, lying, landing on a boat. That helicopter. For refueling. Being, for refueling. It was being flown by him. It's incredible. You can find that photograph uh, in many of the, the, the Vietnam yeah. journals and whatnot. Uh, that's him flying it. And they actually have designated or the same type of helicopter is uh, here on the grounds, and they have put it here in honor of him. It's not the one he flew, I don't think, right. but it's the one like he flew. And they had a big ceremony down here a few years ago. Well, there's one in the museum and, inside, and, the, right. inside the walls here. And they here, named Huey. it him. Uh, another, another one of my house members, Manly Barton, yeah, uh, right. is uh, from Pascagoula, proud of Manly. I think he's the only Purple Star recipient in the legislature, but yeah. got, got blown up on a, on a landmine and uh, thankful for his service. We got just a minute left. Uh, what about participating in the wreath layering ceremony? You got about thirty seconds. The wreath laying ceremony. Oh, you know that's incredibly moving. The the the, the great nephew of the the man that we were talking about helped yep. uh, put the wreath on the the monument, and General Boyles awesome. and I got to stand with him. And so awesome. It was fantastic, just Mr. Speaker. Thank you so much for Absolutely. joining us today, Thank sir. you for letting me be a part of this. You got it. Have a great Memorial you Day. And I know you'll be remembering those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back with the JT Show. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Chris Foster. 850,000 jobs were added to the economy last month. According to the Labor Department, that's more than most economists expected. President Biden says the United States is better positioned than any other nation to bounce back from the coronavirus pandemic. This is historic progress, pulling our economy out of the worst crisis in 100 years, driven in part by our dramatic progress in vaccinating our nation and beating back the pandemic. 
as well as other elements of the American Rescue Plan. He says more investments needed to keep the economy growing. A top sprinter apologizes for a failed marijuana test that's got her kicked off the U.S. Olympic team. Shakari Richardson, 21-year-old sprinter from Dallas, has been suspended from the U.S. Olympic track team, according to her lawyer, because she failed a drug test for marijuana, which she used in Oregon, where pot is legal, but still against World Anti-Doping Agency rules. Fox's Jared Max. America's listening to Fox News. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington pontoon boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service-built. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A national outbreak of salmonella infection linked to backyard poultry has hospitalized more than 100 people and is responsible for one death. A third of infections are in young children, and according to the CDC, nine people in Mississippi have become sick. You're advised to wash your hands after handling live poultry or their eggs. From fireworks to flaming coals, there are plenty of fire hazards present at most 4th of July celebrations. Waste management wants to make sure you dispose of them properly. After you shoot your fireworks, the company advises you to soak them in water and let them sit for at least 15 minutes before throwing them away. This will ensure that they don't reignite while they're in your trash bag. Along those same lines, ashes or hot coals should never be placed into a trash container. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Big head Todd and the monsters are coming. Saturday, July 17th, Wicked Weed Brewing presents the, the Twilight, Twilight Concert, Concert Series at Renaissance. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Don't miss Big Head Todd and the Monsters with Southern Avenue and South of Eden live at Renaissance. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work. Or in some cases, no work at all. Costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Mississippi is particularly vulnerable to the Delta COVID variant because of our low vaccination rate. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Stobbs says we're seeing outbreaks among school-aged children. The way that these viruses work is, you know, when they reproduce themselves, mm -hmm. they're error-prone. 
and how they do it. And so sometimes, sometimes there's random changes that happen yeah. just through dumb luck that happen to be more potent. Dobbs says the more coronavirus is out there, the more likely we are to see these random mutations that lead to these dangerous variants. Most of us consider sparklers pretty harmless, but Jim Pollard with AMR says they can burn as high as 1,500 or more degrees Fahrenheit. A grown-up should never hold a child who has a sparkler in his or her hand. It's, uh, you know, the child's just not sensitive to the need to, oh, hey, whenever I turn around in mom or dad's arms, you know, I, I might swipe mom or dad's back. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, these SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford. When you listen to Super Talk, you hear our team working for you. Great information. Drilling down and getting to the core of the issues that impact you. They give you like the information you need to know. Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch. My office is leading a statewide initiative to provide you with the tools to recognize human trafficking. Go to AttorneyGeneralLynnFitch.com to learn more. Together, we can be the solution. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. This show was previously recorded. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JT. JT. Good morning, Super Talk, or good afternoon, I should say. Super Talk, Mississippi. Glad you're here today. We are visiting with you. Go ahead and put those on, sir, as we are live here at the Chamber of Commerce in Columbia. First Southern Bank, Mac Grubbs Motors, TMH, also bring you the JT show here today. And uh, we are here talking about the wall that heals. And uh, we have with us Mr. Jack Brown, who was a Navy seaman there. And uh, Mr. Jack, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. So, you were in Vietnam. You, How did it all start? How did you end up there? Well, I, I joined the Navy, and uh, I had two first two years of sea duty, uh, shore duty. And then the, the third year, they, they sent me to Vietnam for shore duty. And I was on a, they call a YFU, a yard freight utility. I run up and down the rivers over there on that in that boat. Wow. And how old were you? I was 18 when I got over there. I turned 19 while I was there. And obviously you were on a Navy boat, so were you in the river, or where were you? Yeah, we we, uh, we went, we'd get loaded in, in Da Nang and then go up uh, north and go to Way. And uh, unloaded. Most most of what we carried was uh, 
Uh, Halitzer 105 and 155 rounds. Riding up and patrolling that river, I, you know, I have known that I'm a young man. Okay, it was I was I was very young when the Vietnam War started and ended. Obviously, I've seen the movies. I know I had a I had a Vietnam vet who taught me in high school, and I always asked him. Uh, he he always seemed to think the platoon was the better of the movies that seemed to be revealed, or sort of some of them. But when when you see the river scenes in those movies, and you see the different types of things. Was that is was that a pretty close depiction? I, I guess so. Uh, now the boat I was on was not a patrol boat; it was a a supply boat. Okay. And uh, those patrol boats, they'd come by, wouldn't be nothing but the prop in the water, and before you could say patrol boats, they'd be gone. Right. And uh, that boat I was on was so slow; it it didn't matter if you was going up river or down river. You'd see turtles swim by you. That's how slow the boat was. <laughs> Loaded or unloaded, huh? Yeah, but it would carry it would carry a hundred tons and sail in six inches of water. It really? Was, it was a boat. So when you got there, was it? I, I mean, there's no way to say. I don't know what you could you or what you thought you could expect to see. Uh, but when you got their perspective on everything, I mean, we all know when we're going to a new place, we think it's going to be something. It turns out to be something totally different. Well, it was a it was a whole whole new world for a South Mississippi country boy. It, customs was different. The country was different. The the just everything about it was different, and uh, you just had to learn, you know, get used to it. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting time, obviously, when we're dealing with this. And you, you get over there, and obviously the, the, the there's probably indelible in, images still with you right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You you never forget it. There are things that you see, things that you do that you you have to do. Right. You don't want to do them, but you have to. You know, and and I think that's what kind of got left out of this, Mister uh, Mister Jack. Is is a lot of people don't understand, is that uh, a lot of people were sent over there not by their choice, and when they got there, they had a duty to do whether they wanted to do it or not, or whether they were uh, or carry through with it or not. But it was it was a direct order. That's what you did, and whether it was right or wrong or the correct thing to do at the time, we don't know. But it was obviously the one of those situations that people had to had to deal with and then of course the aftermath of returning home and the, the just the horrible treatment of our veterans the way that was done uh was totally undeserved and very disrespectful but unfortunately that was just the way in the times of the world and then yeah we went over there on a c-130 set in cargo nets going over there and we came back on on a civilian airliner and uh, when we got off the boat i mean off the plane they he, Carried us into a hangar and told us go to the base PX and buy you some civilian clothes, including shoes, and don't wear your uniform home. And uh, we had to probably blew you away when they said that, didn't it? Couldn't couldn't understand it. I mean, why? We was over there doing a job that uh, the government had give us to do. And then we get home, uh, people want to curse you and spit at you and 
call you names. It was just hard, a hard thing to deal with. You thought you were doing right and doing what you supposed to do. Were you doing do? what you were told to do? Yeah. What you were ordered to do? Yeah. And unfortunately, in the tumultuous times of those times that, uh, unfortunately, we're starting to see it kind of repeat itself right now, not in the same way toward our veterans, but... Uh, I, I've never understood that, and as I told you to begin with, Mr. Jack, I was a young man. It, it, it all went over my head. I was too young to understand that. Uh, my father-in-law was over there, and uh, he was there for the longest time, and that's why I asked you before we got on the air. I said, what are you comfortable talking about? Because uh, he, he didn't care to talk about it very often. He'd have, to be in the, he'd have to be in a special mood. If he was, he would talk about it, but it was uh, it was hard on everybody over there. It was hard on the people there, the native people there, our people, everybody that was involved. Whether or not we agreed with it or disagreed with it, it really happened, though, didn't it? Yeah. That's what we all have to take it, back. Uh, it definitely, definitely happened. It, you, like I said a while ago, you have to do, you do things you don't want to do. And, uh, I'm, I just don't know. You, 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 you ever had any, you ever had any inkling to just, Want to go back just to see what it is today? No, I've I've been told that uh, uh, it's kind of like a tourist place now. You go you go and they have tours and and I don't want to see it. I, I understand. I understand. I don't, uh, I don't want no part of it. I, what about this wall? Have you been to see it yet? Yeah, yeah. I've got a. What second. was that like? It was a little different. Uh, a little difficult. Yeah, this. 50, over 58,000 names on that wall. Wow. And uh, they, them guys came home in a coffin. And I came home with all my fingernails and all my toenails. I didn't, you know, I just can't understand why they had, you know, they had to, to die. And I, and I made it through without a scratch. Did that help you, though, to be there to see that? Yeah. Yeah, I. You gonna go back? Yeah, I'm gonna be there all this week. Wow. I, uh, what was the hardest part over there? The heat. Or? Yeah, yeah, and the rain. That boat I was on was 150 feet long, and you making a river transit. If you're on the pilot, if you're on the wheel, oh, uh, you can't see the end of the boat. It's raining so hard you can't see the bow of the boat. So how do you steer? I mean, you, <laughs> you, know, you you worry about you know running into the bank and get jammed up where you can't move. Mm -hmm. uh, you're sitting there with a wheel deck full of halibuts for 155 rounds stacked two pellets high. All it would take was one grenade, and they wouldn't be nothing around there for miles. I mean, uh, I bet you thought about that a lot, didn't you? Ever trip. Ever ever trip up now, that, uh, but it was the same going back. When empty, it was the same going back because they, oh, it didn't matter if they if they sniped at you. It didn't matter if they had several guns set up in the on the banks when you come by. It didn't matter whether you're loaded or empty. A bullet don't know, you know. Right. Mr. Jack Brown was the Navy seaman over there. Uh, also did yard freight utility over there as well. They say this is the wall that heals. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I enjoyed looking at the wall. And 
Uh, but it just it just kind of bothers me, you know, that all those people had to die. And uh, the good Lord blessed me enough. Thank you for your service. Thank you for caring. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for your service. Mr. Bill Harris. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Mr. Jack Brown, Navy Seaman here today, Yard Freight Utility. Let me shake your hand, sir. Thank you. Thank you for serving. And it's a pleasure to interview you today. And thank you for opening up to me, okay? I really do appreciate that. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Super Talk Mississippi, the JT Show. If that's not a reason for you to come see this wall, I don't know what it is, folks. I, I can't tell you any other reason other than that. There's a lot of people on that wall, and Mr. Jack went down there to see that and to know that. And I thank you for your time. I appreciate it very much. Super Talk Mississippi, the JT Show. What a great, uh, what a great moment there. Y'all check it out. Super Talk Mississippi. Thank you. We'll continue here in Columbia, the Columbia Chamber of Commerce. We are here today with Hearst Southern Bank, Mac Grubbs Motors, and TMH. More on the way next. Hang on. This show was previously recorded. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. Here's the story about one of my favorite customers. Tell me, John. Well, I greeted him, of course, as he came in Junikers and said he was looking for something very special for his wife. Mm -hmm. So I shared with him some of our latest collections, and he selected a gorgeous diamond bracelet. It was an exquisite choice I knew his wife would love. So, of course, I had to ask, what's the occasion? Is this her anniversary? Her birthday? <laughs> he just smiled and said, it's Thursday. <laughs> so just because? Just because. A good man. Wise man. You see, when it comes to expressing your love, he knew the right time is now. At Juniker Jewelry Company, love is what we do. We're Mississippi's direct diamond importer. With 10 times the diamonds, engagement rings, and fine designer jewelry, you'll see in average jewelry stores. All at the guaranteed best prices in the state. And where every day is Thursday. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra, and it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models, with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down. 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. Life hacks. What would life be without them? Like using candle wax to loosen a stuck zipper. Here's another life hack. Now you can get the same high quality insurance from Allstate, but at a new low rate. With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Not available in every state. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. At Green Home Solutions, we make air better. 
Indoor air pollution can cause health risks, such as asthma, eye issues, itchy and sore throats, respiratory problems, and skin irritations. Green Home Solutions provides you the indoor air quality you want for your home or business without indoor air pollutions and without the use of harmful chemicals. Create a balanced, healthy, and clean environment with Green Home Solutions. We make air better. Call me, owner Michael Keaton, at 601-988-7840 or look for us on Facebook. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Hello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. You're listening to The JT Show. You should feel a sense of shame. That's how you know you're doing right. The JT Show with JT and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. There you go. Good morning again, Super Talk Mississippi, The JT Show. We are here today with you, brought to you by First Southern Bank, Mac Grubbs Motors. And TMH, folks, I want you to check it out. The wall that heals, Columbia.com is where you can go. Uh, this is the uh, this is the wall. This is the first time it's ever been here in Mississippi. Uh, this is the one that is sponsored by Washington, and of course, the all the wall that heals, along with a 53 foot trailer that carries the education center. And I have with me now Captain Bill Harris, the U.S. Army. A Cobra gunship pilot over there in Vietnam, and may I start by saying, Bill, thank you, sir, for everything that you do, and thank you for your service. Well, thank you for the thought. Uh, Vietnam, long time ago. It was a long time ago. Yes. Is uh, now we're, how'd you end up over there? Well, I enlisted into the uh, army, hoping to go to helicopter flight school, but when I got in. My vision was 2020 in one eye, 2022 in the other, and they said, you can't go to fly school. So Missed it by two, huh? Missed it by two, yeah, up here in Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I chose another school, had a, you know enlistment contract. They guaranteed you the school that you chose, that you qualified for. And when I was in basic training at uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky in January, uh, I was freezing to death, and there was this lieutenant walking up and down the street every morning with a steaming cup of coffee and clean, dry, warm clothes on. And I said, boy, that looks like a good job to me. So while I was there, they uh, came and talked to several of us in the, in, the, in our basic training company and said, you guys have qualified to be able to go to officer's training if you if you want to. So... I thought, well, that young man walking up and down the street with that hot coffee looks like he's got a better job than I do. So I I chose that option. And so I went to OCS, and long story short, uh, while we were there, myself and several other guys were given the option to go to a fly school. So I got to go after all. And I wound up being a commissioned officer instead of a warrant officer. Mm -hmm. And um, since I was an armor officer and had been trained, uh, in Calvary, and I was interested in it. I liked Calvary. Um, I kind of became a Calvary officer after flight school. I served two different assignments, one in Vietnam and one in Germany, uh, for three years. And both of those were, I was in the Air Calvary. 
Now you were actually uh, you were on the helicopter, right? Yes, I was a pilot in a Cobra gunship. AH-1G was the nomenclature. Cobra was like a nickname, you know, the snake. But the nickname, a lot of times they called them snakes after the, you know, the the, the Cobra snake. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the, uh, I, I think, the first helicopter in the, in the United States. Uh, I don't know about all other countries. It was designed from the ground up to be a weapons platform. It was the most advanced attack helicopter in the world at the time. And um, so me being young and uh, full of vinegar, I thought that would be exciting. How many hours did you fly in Vietnam, you think? Um, between 800 and 1,000. Wow. Wow. How many times were you shot at? Do you more than you can count on? <laughs> Millions. Millions. I'm sure, yeah. I used to say probably a train car load, I guess. But because uh, a lot of, you know, when they're shooting automatic weapons at you, there's a lot of rounds involved in that, you know. So Would you would you get one today? Would you fly it again if the opportunity were there for you? If it was sitting out there, would you would you do it? Well, if with some training, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. But I mean, if, if you I'm, had the ability that somebody would work with you just to go back and to be a part of that time in your life to do that once again, not to relive Vietnam, but just to relive the fact of doing something that you really wanted to do. The fl- do the flying part? I yeah. think I would. I'd love it. It was it was really a lot of fun. The aircraft was um, just about aerobatic. It was a high-performance um, aircraft. We used to do Shondells and all kinds of things with it that you couldn't really do well with other helicopters. At that time, the, how old the, the, were you? How were you when you were in Vietnam? I think I was twenty-three. Really? Yeah. How many years were you there? I was one one year in Vietnam, and um, during during that time, uh, you know, I was in the cavalry the entire time. So, uh, uh, when I left uh, Oakland, California, going to Vietnam, I was with a guy's name was Peter Clark Little. He was from Eugene, Oregon, and we had been through training together uh, for two years. It just was a coincidence. We went through all of our training together, including our Calvary train, OCS. We both went to fly school, and we both were uh, selected to go to the Cobra transition after fly school to be Cobra gunship pilots, and, and he and I flew together on the airliner, sickness next seat uh, seat side by side over there, and we went into the re- replacement station, and um, they said, "We'll come back tomorrow, and we'll have you an assignment." And they showed us a building for us to sleep in, where the mess hall was, and see you tomorrow. So, uh, what was the worst part? I mean, outside of the gore and the things, and the, yeah. uh, the what was the worst part of, of Vietnam? The heat. Well, yes, it was. It was when it was hot. It was. It was very hot most all the time. The rainy season, because we were acclimated to temperatures over a hundred degrees every day, um, the temperature could drop down to eighty or seventy-five. We just about freeze to death. You know, it was cold. You'd have to be looking for something to cover up with. So that was odd. That was odd. Um, the other thing that was. Could be, depending on where you were, mosquitoes were pretty bad, too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, experience that also, but not everywhere. Uh, that was one thing. 
You got um, you got friends, family on that wall down there? I do. The guy I was telling you about, Pete, Peter C. Little. Really? Yeah. You been down there yet? I have. Going back? Yeah. I'll be there several every day this week at some time. They say a lot of people can't go there. A lot of people like yourself can't go there. Was it was it hard? No, was it? no, it was good. Uh, I really kind of started sort of a healing process. Uh, uh, it's been going on for a long time, but it's sort of rapidly. Uh, in 2013, my youngest son, who was about 30 years old at that time, asked me. He said, "Dad, I." I know you were in the Army. I know you flew helicopters, and you were in Vietnam. He said, that's all I know. Would you tell me some stories? So I started talking to him a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then I met some other old white-headed guys and, mm -hmm. who were in the American Legion, and they encouraged, they tried to get me to join. I didn't really want to have anything to do with anything military for many, many, many years. So finally I said, well, what do you do? And they told me about program what they were doing with children and I said well I'm all about the children I love the children so I will join and I'll help you with financially in every way I can to help these children and um, what would uh, I got about a minute left obviously some people struggle with that they say that's why it's open all the time all night every time because a lot of people want to come a lot of veterans want to come at night they don't want to be seen there they don't want anybody to see them what would you t what would you tell that person that was hesitant? Maybe I would encourage them to come. I would if they need to come uh, early in the morning, or late in the evening, or in the middle of the night. It's open twenty four seven. There are people there to sort of guard the place and to be available if somebody needs help. Um, if as long as you keep quiet about it, keep it stuffed, you you'll never get any relief. You need to learn to be able to face your fears and and discuss these things with other i've i discovered me being with other veterans and being able to we don't talk about it all the time but we have a lot of things in common and we share uh, uh, a common bond and it's been a, a healing process for me i thank you so much for taking time here to share with us bill harris was a cobra gunship pilot and a captain in the u.s army and uh, I really appreciate your honesty, and uh, thank you for your service here today. And uh, I thank you, and it lets people understand a little bit more about what it was. And as I said, I was a young man when all that was going on, and it kind of flew over my head. I, I don't remember it all. What I've learned is what I've learned in school and through history and obviously with Hollywood and everything else. I don't yeah. know how much of that was as real or not. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, you can't say you ever surfed out in the river, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I didn't surf to the river. Uh, well, I thank you for having me, and I, I do want to say one thing. Sure. Uh, I want to thank uh, the city of Columbia and all the businesses, the committee who worked so very hard to bring us here. It's awesome, Bill Harris. Thank you. Thank you for your service, Captain of the U.S. Army, Cobra Gunship Pilot, Vietnam. I appreciate you so very much. We're live here at the Chamber of Commerce in Columbia. We'll finish up. Uh, actually, we got a half hour to go. Hang on. And we'll talk more about the wall at HillsColumbia.com coming up. Come to this conclusion, love and marriage, love and marriage. Go together like a horse and carriage. Dad was told by mother. 
You can't have one, you can't have none You can't have one without the other This show was previously recorded from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 85. Tonight, a 60% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 70. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. Saturday evening, mostly clear, low around 66. And for Independence Day, sunny conditions, high near 92. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream. The new degree of comfort. Hi, this is Anitra over at Mac B's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms, cream sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We're taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A national outbreak of salmonella infection linked to backyard poultry has hospitalized more than 100 people and is responsible for one death. A third of infections are in young children, and according to the CDC, nine people in Mississippi have become sick. You're advised to wash your hands after handling live poultry or their eggs. From fireworks to flaming coals, there are plenty of fire hazards present at most 4th of July celebrations. Waste management wants to make sure you dispose of them properly. Properly. After you shoot your fireworks, the company advises you to soak them in water and let them sit for at least 15 minutes before throwing them away. This will ensure
ensure that they don't reignite while they're in your trash bag. Along those same lines, ashes or hot coals should never be placed into a trash container. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. This show was previously recorded. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi rhino before uh, we introduce mr rutland give us a score update uh the bulldogs are getting beat handily by the gators it is nine to one in the bottom of the third jeez hmm. all right we'll keep double tabs on that though. yeah it is double elimination that's right so all right jack rutland host of true american heroes radio program on super talk brookhaven joins us now morning jack Good morning, Gerard. So good to hear from you, man. Uh, it's uh, the last week of May. Memorial Day is upon us. It kind of always marks the official start of summer, but we do so by paying tribute to those in our armed forces who, who made the ultimate sacrifice for our, our freedoms, who, who died while uh, serving their country. And I know that you have conducted a number of interviews through uh, the years with uh, our veterans, uh, those that are still with us. Um, tell us about some of those. Share some of your experiences and some of those stories. Oh, wow. 
we need probably two or three hours Gerard, <laughs> to do, do any kind of real justice to uh, sharing some of those stories. But yes, sure. about 10 years ago, we, uh, we were having an anniversary celebration for the Military Memorial Museum in Brookhaven, which is in the old depot and is still open today uh, to the public, uh, which honors people from Lincoln County and Brookhaven and the surrounding area who served in the military. But we wanted to do something special, and Supertalk very graciously invited us to do this this program, True American Heroes, where we were going to interview about half a dozen, maybe ten over the next several months. And there was such a tremendous response from people loving to hear these men share their experiences that all of a sudden it's lasted all of these years, now almost ten years, and we've got 50-plus interviews that are still on the radio, are played by Super Talk in Brookhaven every week, and, and, and the public still loves to hear them because it's just neat to hear stories about the men and women that you go to church with and pass on the street every day knowing that, uh, wow, he was in combat during World War II or he was in combat in Desert Storm or he experienced the cold weather of Korea during the Korean conflict. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just been a privilege and an honor for me to be a part of these things. But to talk to you about some of those, oh, that's so hard. <laughs> because all everyone that I've interviewed has a... It, they're sharing out of their lives. They're sharing the experiences that, in many cases, molded them into the people that they are, the men and women that they are. But... You know, to do to do justice, I, 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 let me just give you some names and men that I remember significantly, uh, that and some of the experiences that they had. I, I remember Mr. Uh, Don Hemphill. I went to church with for years and didn't know anything about Mr. Don except he was a really soft-spoken school teacher. And then I found out during the interview that Don Hemphill was actually an Army engineer during World War II and landed on the beach at the end of the day on D-Day, June 6, 1944. And he shared his experiences about what he saw on the beaches that day. And and then he also shared the experiences that he had going across Europe and was in, in the Army and doing what engineers do in the Army until the war ended. Just tremendous thing that, that, that this guy was involved in. But, but you never would have known it if he hadn't done the interview. I wouldn't have certainly known it. And there was a young man that came in one day that we interviewed, we'd set up, who was in the Marines over in the Middle East. And, and I got to talking with him, and then, he, and then the, in the middle of the interview, he talked about being on the point of a small patrol going through a, uh, a little village in the Middle East. And when he rounded the corner, all he saw was a bright flash. And an insurgent had fired a round at him and hit him directly in the chest. Hmm. Now, thank God for Cavalier armor. Mm-hmm. And, and it knocked him unconscious. But he said when he came to, he was just thrilled that the medic looked at him and said, Boy, you better be thankful for that armor because it did protect him. He had a big bruise, but it protected him. That kind of experience, I can only imagine how that impacted that young man's life. Uh, there's been so many of the young Jack. How, excuse me. How old was he then? Oh, he was in his like. He may have been 19. Unbelievable. 19. He was in the Marine Corps. Yeah, and then there was the lady, um, Ovia Sanford. 
that we interviewed. We had to go to the nursing home. The, the radio station very graciously was able to set it up so we could do an interview in the nursing home where she was. This lady was in World War II and was a nurse. Mm-hmm. She actually was a front, what they called it, I think it was a triage treatment center. It was right at the front line so that they could get severely wounded soldiers immediately back to them so they could get enough treatment to stay alive before they sent them back further behind the lines to get a more concentrated treatment to help them recover. And she was up at that front line <laughs> tent mm. taking care. She said her tent had 40 soldiers. There were mm. multiple tents. And she was responsible for them, holding their hands when they died mm. and, and just being a good nurse. I have a picture of her with General George S. Patton pinning the bronze star on her uniform for her service during World War II to those wounded soldiers. Um, she was just a very quiet, gracious lady. She lived to be in her 90s. i, I got to mention one of the gentlemen I interviewed early on, back about, I think, 2013, Mr. Cecil Rhodes. Now, Mr. Cecil, many of my World War II veterans have, have passed on because of their age, Gerard. But Mr. Cecil, I think, if I'm correct, is 101 years old. And I interviewed him way back at the beginning of these, beginning of these interviews. And Mr. Cecil was in Europe and served in the 8th Air Force. And one of the things he said to me as we were talking about, he said a couple of things. I know one of the more difficult things for him to share with me that while he was in England, he found out that his brother, who was in the Army in Europe, had been killed in combat. But Mr. Cecil told me that when he got over there, he, he might have been 20 years old. I don't remember how old he was, but he said one of the first things he got there, uh, it, it, all of a sudden it was a weekend and there was nothing for them to do. So he wandered into this little British village, and uh, he said, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any buddies with me. He said, I sat down on a bench, and I never have had such a feeling of loneliness. And there I was on the other side of the world away from my family. I didn't know anybody, and here I am in the middle of a great war. And he said, I looked up, and there in the square of that little village was the British flag and the American flag. Hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Just incredible. So when, so you, when you talk to these folks, uh, having served and, and having experienced uh, all of that, that you know, so few people really have, and especially as time goes on, even fewer, how, how has that impacted their lives? I mean, you experienced something like that, at the, as you described, Jack, at age 19, 20. How has that impacted their lives? Is it, is it caused them to... I guess struggle. Do they do they still have? Um, I guess the the syndrome, as they call it, post traumatic stress syndrome, yeah. and so forth. Do they deal with that? And did, did it affect them? You know, just trying to to work and contribute and, and uh, integrate into society after that. It's got to be. A you know, that, yeah, that's an incredible thing to say because we're talking about many of these interviews where were men who were sharing experiences with me that happened 50 or 60 or 70 years earlier. Yeah. But let me just say this. I can only tell you what I saw in these men and this lady that I've interviewed. There were some consistencies. There were some similarities in their lives. You know, one of the things that I saw, especially in our World War II, 
and in the others as well, I saw great humility. Yeah. They, they realized they had survived, and many of them's friends did not. So there was a real humility there, and, I, and, and you can't say enough about the patriotism. They, they, they had gone when their country needed them to go, uh, and, and they had done their job. Not all of them were in combat, but all of them were over there doing their job, and it took a concentrated effort from all of the men and women who were doing what they did for us to have the victories we had against these aggressors through time. Yeah. A lot of lot of courage, a lot of, you know, still raw emotion. I, yeah. I saw more than more than one tear up as he talked about those experiences from Korea. I remember one gentleman who was Jack, a banker. Pardon me, Jack, hold that thought. we got a break yeah. right here. We'll get you on the other side of the break. I want to hear this uh, fascinating story. Jack Rutland, host of True American Heroes radio program on Super Talk Brookhaven, is our guest. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. Gallo here for AC Experts and William Overstreet. I've never seen anybody more thorough. 28 years experience in everything from maintenance to installation with upfront pricing on everything. Discounts for senior citizens, military first responders. Count on William at AC Experts at 769-237-COOL. You can email theacexperts at yahoo.com and on Facebook at AC Experts. And if you mention me, you'll get $50 off your service call. And if you didn't get the number, tweet me or text me personally and I'll send you the contact. For the AC Experts, highly recommended. The staff and management of Discount Gun Safes would like to wish you a very safe and happy 4th of July holiday. Remember our troops serving here and abroad. From your friends at Discount Gun Safes, have fun, but please drive safely this 4th of July. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. The Midday Agri-Market Report. Biofuel backing senators will introduce three pieces of legislation aimed at bolstering the sector, including efforts to expand higher biofuel blends 
provide tax incentives for flex fuel vehicles and establish a tax credit higher blends of ethanol. The first effort would appropriate $100 million annually in fiscal years 2021 through 2030 for efforts to update fueling dispensers and storage tanks for high biofuel blends with 75% cost share for new pumps to dispense the higher ethanol blends, 50% for higher biodiesel blends, and 40% of the cost to update tanks. Another measure would establish a $200 per vehicle tax credit for flex fuel Vehicles. The low carbon fuel tax credit would provide five cents per gallon for E15 and ten cents per gallon for blends over 15% ethanol. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. There she stood in the street, smiling from her head to her feet. I said, what is this now, baby? Maybe she's in need of a kiss. I tell her, hey, hey, what's your name, baby? Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Jack Rutland, host of True American Heroes Radio, is our guest. All right, Jack, please continue. Well, Gerard, I'm just—I feel like I'm rattling on, but no, I, you're doing great. I, it's fascinating. I, I just—I just have so many things I remember hearing these guys say, and 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 see, I had the good fortune, I guess was what you'd call it, of looking them in the face when we did these interviews. Yeah, and I could see the emotion, and I could see what it brought back in their memories, and I was just sharing with you momentarily, uh, just a moment ago, about. Mr. Jerry Rains, who mm-hmm. was in Brookhaven and worked for a bank, and Jerry was not a very big guy, but he was a big smile, and he was always enjoyed seeing him, and he came in to do our interview, and I found out that he had been in the Marine Corps. Well, that in itself is quite an achievement to be a Marine, mm-hmm. and secondly, I found out that he had served in Korea, and he was actually a part of the Marines that were surrounded by the Chinese and North Koreans at the Chosan Reservoir, Yeah, and he talked about how cold it was. And knowing that they were surrounded and they were making preparations to fight to the death or having to destroy fuel Jeez. depots so that yeah. the enemy wouldn't get it and destroy papers 
And he said, we were spending all our time getting ready. But one of the generals, General Chesty Puller, told mm. him, said, don't worry, guys, it's good to be surrounded because you can shoot in any direction and hit the enemy. <laughs> God. But just, got, just guys like Jerry Raines, uh, there's just so many stories, Gerard. I can just keep telling them if you want me to. Well, let me ask you, uh, Jack, uh, have you interviewed, or are these mostly... Uh, veterans that are from Mississippi. Are they Mississippians, or have you interviewed them from uh, around the country? Well, that's that's a good question. Most of the ones are, it started out Brookhaven, Lincoln County. Yeah. And because of uh, Super Talk Southwest, we started doing a few in Macomb and Hazelhurst. Um, I mean, I've actually done a couple from out of state, but it was because they were in Lincoln County visiting family members. And the family member would call and say, "Hey, could could you want to interview my uncle?" And I never say no. You know, if they were if they were veterans, if they served uh, their country and wore the uniform in conflict, uh, their stories need to be heard. All the veterans, all of our military people, when we have Armed Forces Day, I salute all those that wore the uniform. But those that served in conflicts, oh, those, those are special men and women. And I, I really enjoy sharing their testimonies and their stories. And I, but most of the people are local people. Yeah. And as you know, Jack, we, I mean, we're losing. We're, we don't have many remaining yeah. that served in World War II. And so with respect to uh, subsequent conflicts, of course, we got the Korean War and then the Vietnam War and then uh, Desert Storm and so forth. But the, those folks that served in World War II, I mean, there's not many of them left. No, and, and one of the neat things the radio station did for this is, is everyone we interviewed, we gave them a copy of their interview. Wow. And I've had brothers and, and sons and daughters come up to me and say, I never heard Daddy talk like that. Yeah. I never heard these stories. So now, thank the Lord, we've got a way for them to keep these memories of what their family member did and they'll always have it as long as they've got that uh, CD they can play. Yeah, that's just that's just so awesome. And I think what is really cool is is our connection, our being Mississippi, our connection uh, to these various conflicts. Uh, I don't know. Is there a sense of pride that uh, oh, that you feel about that? Absolutely. And I, I, I I'll pat Lincoln County on the back a little bit. When you walk into the courthouse in, in Brookhaven at the Lincoln County Courthouse complex, uh, there's a big monument in the front. It's got the names of every man or woman who died serving their country during a conflict. Right. And I don't know, I've, I've read the whole list before, and, I, and, and there's, even a, there's even two brothers. Can you imagine the mm. family in Bogachitta, the mom and dad who lost two sons mm. in World War II? So, yeah, there's a real sense of pride, and I think that's why our little museum is successful, and I think that's why this program. It's certainly not me, It is, and, and the, the stories are really significant, but I think it's just a sense of pride in knowing that my neighbor, my, my friend down the road, was willing to serve and risk his life, because that's what these guys did. They didn't go to die. They went to serve, but sadly, some of them didn't come home. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. I, you know, I have a um, uh, father-in-law and my father, both of whom are deceased, served in World War II. Uh, my, bro- my brother served in Vietnam and, uh, and my uncles. I mean, it, and you, when you talk to them, if you can get them pinned down to talk about it, which is often difficult, it's just, it's just fascinating. It blows me away, and I'm so grateful to them. 
And uh, we're out of time, but grateful to you, Jack, for what you do to keep these stories alive and to give them life and to honor those. I'm, I know those families are are just tickle pink about that and, and appreciate uh, what you do there, man. Well, what we do is just to, to keep their memories alive. We will never forget what they did for us. It's a good thing. Well, let's honor them all on Memorial Day for sure. You have a good one. We'll talk to you soon, Jack. Thank you, friend. You got it. We'll take a break right here on uh, the JT Show. We've got news coming your way. When we come back, we've got Senator John Horn in the studio. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Chris Foster. The June labor report shows 850,000 jobs added back to the economy. President Biden says the economy's recovery has changed the workforce dynamic. Instead of workers competing with each other for jobs that are scarce, employers are competing with each other to attract workers. That kind of competition in the market doesn't just give workers more ability to earn higher wages. It also gives them the power to demand to be treated with dignity and respect. The Labor Department reports average pays up 3.6% from this time last year. The president says troop withdrawal from Afghanistan is on track. American forces have left Bagram Airfield, a base that for years was the heart of U.S. military power in Afghanistan. There have been warnings Afghanistan faces chaos, with Taliban militants intensifying attacks. Fox's Simon Owen. Two more bodies are found at the site of a condo tower collapse in Florida, bringing the total to 20. The county mayor says one is a firefighter's seven-year-old daughter. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. At Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, we work for you. Our agents and consultants were born and raised in the same communities you work, and the agronomic and economic expertise we bring to the farm manages risk and maximizes production with the experiences many of you have shared with us over the last few decades of working together. We're committed to you, and we're thankful to be a part of your business. Let's prepare to pass it on. Alliance Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, the partnership that yields. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As a Category 1 system, ELSA has officially become 2021's first hurricane. While Mississippi isn't currently projected to feel its impact, ELSA has now strengthened to become a hurricane hurricane with winds up to 75 miles per hour. With it heading toward the Gulf, however, officials say that there is still plenty of uncertainty regarding its path. As it stands, Hurricane Elsa is expected to arrive near Florida in the early part of next week after making its way across the Caribbean. And a seat has come open in the Mississippi Senate as Senator Samson Jackson has served District 32 since 1992, but told WTOK Thursday that he's decided to resign, saying that it's the right time. Jackson currently chairs the Senate Forestry Committee. With two and a half years remaining on Jackson's term, Governor Tate Reeves will now set a special election to fill the Stephen Gagliano, Super Talk, Mississippi News. Y'all listen up. 
Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load. Big Head Todd and the Monsters are coming. Saturday, July 17th. Wicked Weed Brewing presents the Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Don't miss Big Head Todd and the Monsters with Southern Avenue and South of Eden live at Renaissance. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. Both literally and figuratively, Ole Miss has added a huge piece to its 2022 recruiting class as four-star defensive end Xavier Harris out of Germantown High School in Madison announced Thursday that he'll be headed to Oxford. The fourth-ranked player in the state, according to 24-7 Sports, chose Ole Miss over Mississippi State, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and Tennessee. Harris's Germantown teammate, Branson Robinson, is the state's top prospect and currently remains uncommitted. And 4th of July celebration will be taking place all over the state this weekend. All my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. Hank Williams Jr. will be performing in Natchez this Sunday afternoon at 3 on the bluff of the Mississippi River, and that's just one event. Pretty much every city across Mississippi will have activities planned as this weekend marks a milestone since most celebrations were canceled last year due to the pandemic. Stephen Gagliano, Super Talk Mississippi News. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. Hey there, it's Jake Mangum. I love baseball, Mississippi, and Farm Bureau insurance. Throughout my college career, both Mississippi and Farm Bureau supported me immensely. It's no surprise to me that Farm Bureau continues to serve the Mississippi area with the same love they both showed me throughout college. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. 
Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday Eve. And joining us now, also in the studio, our good friend, the State Auditor of Mississippi, Shad White. Good afternoon, Shad, Mr. Hey, Auditor. Thanks doing, for coming bro? in. Good to see you. Good to I, see I'm you. I'm going to see if my voice holds out for this. I clicked the bass up just for you today, <laughs> just to see how it goes. Well, we appreciate you using your voice a little bit there more you go. to come in and there talk to us. So you guys been busy down there at the Auditor's office. You got some stuff that... Uh, it seems to be in the news almost every day. Yeah. Uh, the good news is you're finding this stuff. The bad news is we got folks out there still trying to uh, pilfer from the taxpayers. Yes. Is what's happening here. So let's start with this this uh, Santine situation. It, you know, I've talked about it a lot on the air. Medicaid, just as a system, is just brutally complicated to start with. Yes. It, it yep. just is. So. And and just to kind of set the stage here, it constitutes um, almost 20% of our total state funding, just our share. When you look at the combined share, federal and state, last I checked, it's either right close to our total general fund spending or maybe slightly more than our general fund. It's a gigantic program. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. We're talking about billions, five and a half, six billion dollars total, of which the state shares just under a billion. So. It's a big line item, as we say. All right, so we've got these third-party um, companies, managed care providers, that oversee this gigantic system, very complex, between uh, the providers, the pharmaceutical companies, the distributors of pharmaceuticals, and then there's other folks involved in that, as you know, known as these pharmacy benefit managers. I'm just trying to set the stage, and then I'm going to let you yep. talk. What the heck's going on here? So you set the stage well, and, and let's get into a little bit more detail about what a PBM is. Yeah. So a PBM is, is a corporation, and they, they, like you said, sit in the middle of a health plan and your local retail pharmacy. So let's say you are on Medicaid, Gerard, and you walk in, you need to get a prescription filled. You go to your local pharmacy, maybe you pay a little bit of a copay, you're going to get the pill that you need from the pharmacy. The pharmacy has to be reimbursed for the rest of that cost of the pill that you hadn't paid them. Right. So what they're going to do is they're going to send basically a bill to a PBM, a pharmacy benefit manager. The PBM is then going to bill a managed care company, and then the managed care company is going to charge Medicaid uh, a certain fee for serving you as a Medicaid patient. So that's kind of how the flow of money works. And, and what we were seeing is that there's a contract between the managed care company and Medicaid, so that's between this corporation and the taxpayers, and that contract says that certain drugs can only be uh, the charges for certain drugs can only hit a, a certain ceiling and they set those ceilings out in the contract well the more we looked and this really started in Ohio the more this the Ohio State Auditor looked the more he realized that the contract was being violated that the bills for those drugs was exceeding what was allowed in that contract so I saw that in 2018. The Ohio State Auditor's Office puts out this report that suggests this is happening. And we in Mississippi and our Medicaid program happen to be served by the same company that is serving the Medicaid program in Ohio. So I said, we can, we got to figure out if this is going on in Mississippi, too. So we moved quickly. We got with the data analysts who did that work in Ohio. We pulled them down to Mississippi. We, we set up an arrangement with them. They started looking at the, the bills that were being charged by the PBM, and lo and behold, they see that, yes, Mississippi is also 
a victim of, of this overbilling. So that's the initial phase of this. We sort of prove up the case, figure out what we need to show. Uh, uh, you know, once we get our eyes on it, we realize that this was very difficult to see for anybody on the outside, including Medicaid. This is yeah. why this is why this is happening around the country because basically no Medicaid yeah. was capable of catching it. So when we see this in these internal documents uh, at these companies owned by Centene. We jumped in with Ohio, basically. Ohio had already sued Centene, and, and we get at the, the settlement table with them. And ultimately, as you said, we ended up with a $55 million settlement. Ohio is getting $88 million. Just to compare those two, remember that Ohio has four times as many people as Mississippi. So, sure. so 55 is a good number for us, I think. Uh, $55 million settlement, in our records at least, that's the largest civil settlement that has ever resulted from an investigation started in the state auditor's office. So we're pleased both with the dollar amount and also with this idea that we have now disclosed this to the world, Centene knows we know where to look, and Centene has now committed to making sure that this doesn't happen again. That That's a good end of the process, I think, for Centene's case. And so we should also maybe touch a little bit on this this concept of formulary. Yep. And uh, I don't know. You, I'll let you explain it if you sure, want to. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things a PBM does is that they make a list of drugs that they say a health plan will cover, and that list is called a formulary. And and they do that uh, <laughs> as a way to. Um, get large pharmaceutical drug manufacturers to you know do what they want them to do yep. this this is a PBMs have a lot of power uh, somebody said to me this morning when you find a corporation that has more power than pharmaceutical drug manufacturers, you know you found the power. In the room. Uh, so, so they have a ton of power because they have big contracts with states. They make these formularies, these lists of allowed yep. drugs. They get rebates from the pharmaceutical manufacturers for the drugs being on the formularies. So you got a lot of money flowing through these middlemen. And, and I'm not saying the middlemen are totally unnecessary. They did at one point perform yeah. a valuable function. It's just that they're behind so many closed doors. It's so hard to tell what they do. Most people have never heard of these things, and they make so much money they do. off of all of us that they, they need to be subjected to transparency. I would just uh, suggest this to our audience. If you go out and, and just do a search on uh, pharmacy benefit managers, PBMs, but say in Google, switch over to from the all uh, filter, switch over to the images, and there are about 8,000 charts that depict this flow of money that you're describing. Mm -hmm. And if you sit there and try to read that and understand, it'll hurt your head. I mean, yep. I've done it just, uh, just yep. out of interest. But the point is, it's all the closed doors you're talking about. And yep. these charts uh, s sort of expose that. But there's, as you said, there's no way Medicaid could possibly understand no. all of that flow of money. And the, in the original days, the, the idea was a PBM sort of combined the buy, buying power, and they were to pass on those discounts and get some fee for negotiating the discounts and then pass those on uh, to the retailer and then ultimately to the customer. But that's yes. not been the case of late, and that's kind of what was happening here. That's the idea, is that the PBM would be able to negotiate at a big scale, get rebates back for the customer, and then pass those savings on to the customer in terms of lower drug prices. Right. Well, if you've filled a prescription lately, you probably think, it doesn't feel like these drug yeah. prices are getting any lower these days. And and what we saw, specifically in Ohio, what they saw is that uh, the the savings and the fees were not really being passed on. That's that's one of the big things that concerned the Ohio State Auditor at the time. Yeah. Uh, to go back to your point about those charts, 
yes, I would encourage your listeners to go and research these things, learn about them, because we're working on this right now. But I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, every single one of those charts that I have seen is simplified. It is a simplified version of what's happening. Imagine that instead of seeing one PBM on your chart, that there are actually a ring of nested corporations, and it's a holding company and all this other sort of stuff. So it's super complicated. That's why this is has been happening. Uh, and, and I'll say, just to throw a bit of credit to Medicaid, not only could they have not found this, I think, but also when we raised this concern to Medicaid's leadership, I told the director of Medicaid, this, this is what we need to look at. And he said, how can I be helpful to you? I will help request the documents that you need from Centene in order to look at this. I sent him a letter and said, would you send that to, to Centene? And he did. He sent the letter to Centene. And that's how we started getting documents in the first place. So, so this has been a team effort with Medicaid, with the state auditor's office, with the attorney general's office. And, and ultimately, it came to a good conclusion with Centene specifically. Uh, but of course, we're not going to, we're not done. There are other PBS. Operating in Mississippi. Well, gonna, so recently, you saw a report about United Healthcare, right? right? And so this is a situation as you talked about. Is they, they kind of have a, a arm's length sort of relationship with the PBM as as their third party, right? Right. Optum. And, yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, so it gets complicated. It gets messy. I even this PBM is not operating in Mississippi anymore, but uh, there was one PBM attached to a very large company, and we were getting conflicting answers every time we asked oh, questions man. about whether the company even owned the PP, PBM. <laughs> we couldn't get the the company's own folks to tell us whether or not they owned this other giant corporation. <laughs> so it not only is it complicated, but in in some ways it's complicated on purpose. Uh, that's I that's agree. what happens with big corporations sometimes. It's, it's easy to hide behind layers of bureaucracy in order to shut out light from the system. I totally agree with it. Uh, I know you got a weak voice you can hang around with. Of course. All right. yeah. We got Auditor Shad White in the studio. We'll come back and talk some more about what's going on down there at the auditor's office. Stay with us. The JT Show will continue. This show was previously recorded. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. I worry about lots of things. My finances, my grandkids. If you're 65 or older, you have enough things to worry about. Pneumococcal pneumonia shouldn't be one of them. Even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for this potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. 
Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 13. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where customers are game. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. This show was previously recorded. You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. They always say what they want. They're open about their opinions. They're not afraid to say what they feel. You know, I'd look forward to that show, Hill Street Blues, when it was popular. I think I was just out of school, early 80s. And yeah, I think about that before we, before we get back to talking to Auditor White here. I wonder if that would even make the cut as being acceptable in our politically co correct world, because it portrayed police officers in a positive light in Chicago on top of that. It... it Sort of a um, iconic view of the L. Everybody knows about the L, the elevated train that encircles the, the area of Chicago, the main area. But I just wonder if that would even make it today. Like the show Kamish. Yeah. You know, Michael Chiklis. Yeah. I used to love that show. Could that be made now? I don't know. A great cop in charge of it. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, all cops are just irredeemably bad, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the way we have to describe them. So I digress a little bit. But uh, we got Auditor White. We were just talking about this this Medicaid uh, scam. 
uh, is really not a scam, I guess. I don't know if I'd call it that. But uh, in the settlement that you reach with Santine uh, over this uh, improper charging of uh, for pharmacy products, pharmaceuticals, drugs, $55 million we got, right? Yeah. All right, so Medicaid is a joint federal and state program. How much of that would be returned to the state and how much goes back to the federal government? How does that work exactly? We don't know yet. Okay. Uh, and, and that probably will depend on what we hear from the federal government now, now okay. that these settlements have happened. So I did have a very brief chat with uh, the Medicaid director, and, and that's an open question, basically, okay. how much will the feds get back? Okay. So I guess we'll find out. Uh, there is a match there, right? The feds are providing some Medicaid funds. 70 the state plus is. percent. Right. So I'm hopeful that the state taxpayers will get to keep as much of that as possible and yeah. that it can go back to, to better places, things yeah. that need to be paid for. To- totally agree. And so I guess the other question is, have they fixed the problem? Are they billing us right now? But the good thing is, uh, one, they've committed to doing that in the settlement agreement. Two, they know that we're looking. Okay. They know that we have seen the flow of funds. We know how to spot this stuff now. Okay. So hiding it in that way is not going to work anymore. Uh, and, and three, you know, I think this is a message that will be sent even louder as more state auditors and attorneys general get in on this. You know, Ohio and Mississippi are sort of first, but I think you will see other states settling and, and that sort of thing. So on the whole, I think it is going to result, ideally, in, in a change in the PBM corporate structure. I mean, in this case, here in Mississippi, they committed to making Involve, which is the PBM that we were yeah. talking about with Centene, not a PBM anymore, something hmm. something different. I think the FTC at the federal level is going to start thinking about antitrust uh, with these PBMs because they're so large, about three giant PBMs control about 70% of the marketplace. So, so, you know, if everybody's working together, I think over the period of the next couple of years, you will ideally see some big changes. Hmm. Good. So I know there were some members of our legislature who objected to renewing the uh, the technical bill or, yep. or passing the technical bill, which includes the the authorization to contract right yep. with the third party right. uh, uh, manager uh, man, managed care provider, I should yep. say. So Centene's still in, right? As far as I know, they are. And, and look, that's a decision that Medicaid is going to yeah. have to make. Yeah. It's a tough call. Uh, I was on Gallo last week or earlier this week, whenever it was, yeah. uh, and Paul asked me, well, why don't we set up our own PBM in-house? We could just spend some money in-house to set it up. I think it's a fine idea, but I would not want to be the guy that has to create a pharmacy benefit yeah. managing mm-hmm. company internally in state government. It would It's just very difficult. Yeah. The choices that Medicaid faces are difficult, difficult choices. There are only so many companies that do this. You need somebody to perform some of those functions, but it's it's a hard choice, yeah. and they're going to have to make some of those decisions going forward now that we know what Centene was doing. Yeah, and I've got, I've got confidence in Drew, uh, Drew Snyder over at Medicaid to, to take care of that and do the right thing. And again, we should point out, in fairness to him, you had to get subject matter experts Yes. to come in and help with this. This isn't something you would discover in just a routine audit of Medicaid. No. And and really, the other thing to be said about that is, even if you had done a routine audit or knew what you were looking for, this might have been impossible to discover five or ten years ago, because the thing that made it possible was technology. You know, we are able Good to point. view more transactions, more data, in shorter amounts of time using modern technology right. than we have had five and ten years ago. And and that's what I'm committed to doing as state auditor. Let's apply new technology to old problems and see what we can solve. We did that with school districts last month. We we used data analytics, looked at 100% of the expenditures of three school districts, found about $12 million of savings for those three. If you could stretch that over the entire population of Mississippi's K-12 schools, you could save $200 million in 
inefficient outside the classroom spending. That's an old problem, but let's apply some new technology, some new energy to it, and see what we can solve. Yeah, it's a great point, and, I, and I've watched that evolve through, through the years uh, with respect to software and, and innovation in software. But now everything being digitized as yep. it is, and many of the transactions occurring between uh, companies are digital as well, where yep. there's no human intervention involved in yep. that. So it, it makes that a, a somewhat easier with proper tools to extract and analyze yep. that, which is exactly what you've done. So let's talk about the schools, and then I want to talk about unemployment benefits. Sure. So the, the schools, uh, I know you produced a report showing that we just kind of had an outsized amount of our spending, taxpayer spending, going to non-classroom expenses, I yep. think is a good way to describe it. Uh, and, and those decisions are made at the district level, are they not, by the boards of education, not the board of education, the school boards at the district yes. level, to some extent at the state level with the board, but it mostly controlled at the district level. Yes. So, you know, what the school boards will tell you, what the superintendents will tell you is, well, yeah, we do make these decisions about how to spend money, but the federal government and the state government yeah. issues mandates, and they require that we hire this person to do this administrative function or buy this piece of equipment or whatever it may be. So there's a limited amount of control we have. And I said, fair point. That's fine. Let's take a look at pure waste. Yeah. You know, stop with the excuses. Let's take a look at pure waste. What can we what can we say is pure waste and how much of it do you have? And so what we were looking at when we did these studies is how many software licenses have you paid for that are duplicative? You paid for three different programs, and they do the same thing. Eliminate two of them. How many of your bus routes have been made efficient over the last few years? Can you run your buses in a more efficient route? How much of your supply purchasing have you consolidated so that you can get the benefit of economies of scale? Can you buy more in bulk? So just pure, yeah. simple waste that has nothing to do with a federal or state mandate, and that's what we were able to identify, the $12 million. is probably a number much higher than that, but if we just agreed on what waste is and, and how much of it that you had, that's what we identified. We're talking about $200 million across the state. Think about the teacher pay raise last year. It was $50 million. Right. For a, a thousand bucks. For a thousand bucks. There's yeah. a lot of money sitting out there that we spend year after year after year that could be going to the kids and going to the teachers, not on things that just don't benefit the children and benefit education at all. Essentially, it's overhead, yes. what it is. So, so it's kind of, it's fair to say, isn't it not, Shad, that that's sort of borderline as far as being within your scope. Yeah. Uh, as, uh, from an audit perspective. Well, what I would say is, uh, it, what is borderline about it is that I cannot tell another government entity what to do. Okay. But in my statute, I do have the ability to go in and do performance audits. That's not borderline at all. Uh, that that mission that the legislature has given me through state law is to go out and find efficiencies okay. as state auditor. Now, okay. I can't go to a school district and say, you will implement yep. these recommendations. That's not my role. Uh, but I can tell them, I can't help them find ways of doing things a bit better. You can point it out. Yes. And, and so you did that. You, you took the uh, your, some of your resources and, and embarked upon this project and, and produced this report. And so now our legislature knows about that. The, yep. the districts know about that. Those who are elected by the citizens of that district um, that serve on these school boards, they know about it. Yep. They're the ones that really need to take action here. And we, I think it remains to be seen whether or not they will. Yep. Uh, and, and that's going to require some pressure at the local level. So good news is we, we govern our, our schools at the local level with our school districts, and they have a fair amount of latitude yep. in doing so. 
uh, but we can't tell them what to do. We're sort of limited, and I think that's the point here. That's right. So that's right. Uh, hopefully we'll we'll get something going here. I wanted to turn our attention to unemployment benefits. We just got a minute or so left in this segment. Can you stick around? Because this, sure. this is yeah, going to take a little while to talk yeah, about. Absolutely. And I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, really to explain what's going on there exactly and the uh, the degree and extent uh, of it. And so I, I kind of have a truism, I say here, a, a Gerard truism, if you will, <laughs> on the show, which is wherever there's big government money, there's usually big waste, fraud, and abuse. Bingo. Uh, and so... <laughs> and we had more spending this past year exactly. than we've ever had before. And uh, in particular on unemployment benefits. Bingo. And, of course, the as you recall, as we go to a break here, the directive was get these things out as quick as possible because people are hurting. I mean, that was from government, yep. right? So this wasn't from the unemployment uh, uh, group, uh, uh, the Mississippi Unemployment Commission that was doing this, uh, Employment Security Commission that was paying these benefits. I mean, that was the directive. We just people are hurting, yep. they're out of work. Get these benefits as, as as quick as possible. That in itself is a recipe for problem when you're talking about something like this or so many moving parts. We'll take a break right here. We've got Auditor Shad White in the studio. We're going to come back and further discuss this uh, unemployment benefits situation. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 85. Tonight, a 60% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 70. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. Saturday evening, mostly clear, low around 66. And for Independence Day, sunny conditions, high near 92. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Helium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com. Are you finding it hard to do business with hardware stores these days? Out of stocks, delayed orders, no one available to help you? Ace Bolt and Screw would like to invite you in to either one of their locations for fast, friendly service and the hardware you need in stock. Every kind of tool and accessory you need for every kind of job. And millions of specialty bolts and screws. If Ace Bolt and Screw doesn't have it, they don't make it. Shop Ace Bolt and Screw in Gluckstadt just off 555 next door to Camper Corral and on Julianne Street right off Gallatin and Jackson. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Katherine Carter-Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men in a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need 
professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I was surprised the other day when I got a phone call asking if we sold guns. We sell lots of guns. We have the largest selection of firearms in this area, including over 100 AR-type guns priced from $5.99 on up. We also just got in a huge shipment of ammo, including such hard-to-find calibers as 380, 9mm, and 223. No limit on quantity and no inflated prices. Check out our website, rangebyjimmyprimos.com, or like us on Facebook. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As a Category 1 system, ELSA has officially become 2021's first hurricane. While Mississippi isn't currently projected to feel its impact, ELSA has now strengthened to become a hurricane with winds up to 75 miles per hour. With it heading toward the Gulf, however, officials say that there is still plenty of uncertainty regarding its path. As it stands, Hurricane Elsa is expected to arrive near Florida in the early part of next week after making its way across the Caribbean. And a seat has come open in the Mississippi Senate as Senator Samson Jackson has served District 32 since 1992, but told WTOK Thursday that he's decided to resign, saying that it's the right time. Jackson currently chairs the Senate Forestry Committee. With two and a half years remaining on Jackson's term, Governor Tate Reeves will now set a special election to fill the seat. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News. It's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone, like Explorer and Expedition. These SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford. Big Head Todd and the Monsters are coming. Saturday, July 17th, Wicked Weed Brewing presents the Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Don't miss Big Head Todd and the Monsters with Southern Avenue and South of Eden live at Renaissance. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here with Super Talk Mississippi News. What happens? Why does it happen? And how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. This show was previously recorded. You can text the JT Show, 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition at the grave. I don't even remember that one. Land of the Lost. 
Land of the Lost. Okay. Where they were in a car together, and then their earthquake happened, and they got swallowed up in the in the big crevasse and wound uh, up in the Land of the Lost with dinosaurs. Okay. I, I do remember the dinosaurs. Uh, is that kind of a takeoff on the planet of the apes, you think, maybe? Was triggered by that? I don't You're know. You're blending universes now. It's just, <laughs> That's right. Planet of the Apes happened when there was like an, uh, a drug that made the apes smarter and then they took over the planet. Oh, I, I, we could go into detail. I if remember want, that. <laughs> Charlton Heston. That's right. He's statue of Liberty. Finds the Statue of Liberty. Who could forget that scene? That was kind of creepy. And he, it was good. It was good. It was good. And his, his acting and his exclamation there, we won't say it on the air. That was right. pretty good, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Who could forget that? That's I don't right. know. That, I was uh, younger when I watched it, kind of afraid to go to bed, you know, at, at night after watching <laughs> the, the Statue of Liberty covered in moss and only showing up to, uh, to the chest area there. So we got Auditor Shad White in the studio. We, all right, so we're talking about unemployment fraud. The last figure I saw, 115 million? 17. 117. 117 million. Uh, and we paid out about what two plus billion total north of two billion during yeah. this this period this pandemic period. So this all got started just for some background back in um, last year under President Trump when these expanded extended supplemental federal benefits were enacted and those uh, combined with the standard state benefits. For I think the four hundred dollars was that first tranche, as I recall, per week. By the way, four hundred dollars per week, and in in the state of Mississippi, I think two thirty five per week is the maximum unemployment benefit, as I recall. So, nonetheless, this four hundred dollar um, supplemental benefit was paid, funded by the federal government for those who qual- applied and qualified for unemployment benefits. The problem, of course, is. Almost anything qualified for unemployment benefits uh, based on the provisions of that law and then the subsequent renewals of that. I think we've had two renewals of that, if I'm not mistaken, including the most recent signed under President Biden, the the, uh, Rescue Act, that uh, extended those benefits until uh, the end of September. Of course, in the state of Mississippi, we have terminated them. Mm -hmm. Our governor did, along with 24 other states, I believe. But so it was just a flurry. Lots of money being dropped out of helicopters. Uh, It was just ripe for the picking. And there was a a sense of urgency to, to get these benefits out. People were out of work. They were hurting, had to pay their bills and all that stuff. So there was political pressure from the highest levels in our government across this country, all the way down, that just opened the door for all kinds of problems. And over the last few years, we've had a uh, massive compromise, data compromises of identities, including Social Security numbers. That's the the crown jewel, frankly, of identity theft, including the big-time Equifax breach which is where lots of these Social Security numbers are still being used for fraudulent activity. I just want to level set that and then ask you, Auditor, to explain that what constitutes fraud with respect to unemployment fraud uh, vis-a-vis that relative to just gaming the system, if you will. Yep, sure. So that's, that's a great way to set the stage going back 
the country was facing very difficult times. We were looking at a recession. A lot of people were being, uh, they were losing their jobs. They were unemployed. COVID was, uh, you know, it was, it was, you know, in those early days in the part of this audit that we covered. And uh, as a result of that, we pushed all this money out as a government. The amount of unemployment benefits payments skyrocketed north of 3,000% during the first few months of COVID. And, of course, when you hand out a lot more money, the incentive to defraud the system is also very high, too. So what we saw is a huge uptick in fraud. And and to your point, what we found when we audited the unemployment compensation fund from the middle of 2019, which is pre-COVID, to the middle of 2020, which captures the first few months of COVID, we saw $117 million worth of improper payments. That's just payments going to folks who weren't eligible for the program. Okay, Okay, so now let's separate out what you just said. Some of that's going to folks who maybe thought they were eligible, but they were not, and they still got the money anyway. Some of it may go to folks who fudged a number on the form, didn't quite know exactly what what they should have been saying on the form, whatever. but a lot of it is also going to people who are trying to defraud the system. So to use your example, let's say there's a person out there who is working, gainfully employed, never lost their job through all of COVID. They had their personal data stolen in the Equifax breach. That data lives on the internet. It lives on the dark web. It can be purchased by hackers and anybody else if they want to. They purchase that information and then they use that information to apply for unemployment benefits pretending that they are you. And sometimes they get paid doing that. They could be doing that from anywhere. They could be doing it from Shibuta. They could be doing it from Singapore. They could be doing it from their mom's basement in Brooklyn, New York. So, So that's what you saw during this phase of time. It was happening everywhere. If you Googled unemployment compensation state auditor, you're going to see these similar sorts of reports coming from every state auditor around the country. In Washington state, they lost $570 million in the first few months of COVID. We reported it here. And and they're even saying now that that's the largest loss due to fraud in the history of the state of Washington. California said at first that they lost $30 billion that they couldn't identify in un- overpayments of unemployment. They've now narrowed it down to maybe about $11 billion, <laughs> just $11 billion. Uh, In Mississippi, we've, we've put this number out there that we've discovered $117 million. We'll audit the rest of the COVID period and release that next year. It can give you a better number. The point to me is this. You know, we're not going to get some of this money back. You know, some of these folks who who defrauded the system, they could be living in other countries. Like I said, we're not going to be able to send Black Hawk helicopters to get them. Probably most. It's that's it, absolutely possible. Uh, MDES, the agency in charge of pushing this money out, they need to go try to get as much as they can back. Uh, I, I cannot do that for them. What we have to do as the state auditor's office is to identify the loss. But having identified the loss, this is what we need to remember. A recession is going to happen again one day, five years from now, 10 years from now, whenever. When it does, there is going to be this gut impulse to push a bunch of money out real quick, just like we always do with stimulus. If the lesson from the 2008 stimulus was don't give a lot of money to giant corporations and expect the people to just accept it, don't create that moral hazard. The lesson of this recession, this COVID recession, is going to be don't push a whole bunch of money out trying to get it on the main street unless you have very good fraud prevention mechanisms in place. Use the latest technology to make sure that this money is going to where it needs to, not going out of state, not going to people to try who are trying to defraud the system. Yeah, and it's a great point because technology is really the only way to to combat this. You can't hire enough people. You can't go physically inspect 
uh, en- enough of the un- underlying information uh, about an applicant. You got to have integrated technology, yes. data sharing, and uh, very very complex, sophisticated tools that are able to. Uh, in, even AI built into some of this, yep. it understands this. Some doesn't look right about this. I'll and, give you an example of one. You know, when we're handing out unemployment compensation payments, we need to be checking live against a database of people who are in prison because somebody who's incarcerated doesn't need to be getting unemployment benefits. Uh, That technology exists. We need to turn it on. That needs to be turned on the next time we have a recession. The next time we're pushing all this money out, we need to avoid giving money to those yeah. incarcerated individuals people. or dead folks. Yep. And state of Louisiana yep. issued a report recently said that they found that a ton of dead folks got unemployment benefits payments to their address. That's the kind of thing that doesn't need to happen. We've got a lot of the technology already here, already available to prevent it. We just got to turn it on. And we have to be willing to take small delays for some of those systems to work in exchange for the knowledge that it's going to the right place, that we're not going to just lose this money out of state, that it's going to folks who, who are not eligible for unemployment. That's the big thing to me. So so true. It was, it was, it was a, a toxic cocktail, if you will, because we had this sense of yes. urgency uh, combined with lots of money and and relatively easy eligibility. Yes. Uh, certainly, we, we had to uh, abandon our standards here in the state and adopt the federal standards or, or yes. include those in our eligibility, right? I mean, that was dictated by law. The feds did give us some leeway, okay. and they said, you know, if you choose, you can pull down certain internal controls and fraud mechanisms, okay. and we chose to do that in Mississippi, and, and now we know that that decision led to some of these overpayments. But also, it should be noted that some of the things that led to overpayments were completely outside the control of anybody in Mississippi. For example, the system that verifies someone's Social Security number was just straight up down for several months. Oh, my so what gosh. Do you, do with that? you can't fix that, <laughs> I didn't right? know that. Yeah, so so you, have all, you have this cocktail, right? And that's the problem. The point is, let's not create the cocktail next time. And I assume you and uh, the prosecutorial agencies are doing everything you can to pursue as much of this as you can where you can. The Secret Service is leading the national effort. MDES is going to have to get the money back at the local level. Prosecutors are going to have to haul as many of these folks as they can into court so they can find. What a dang mess. If we can even find them, that's a part of the problem. So, Shad, always a pleasure having you on, sir. It's a great discussion. Very informative. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. It's good to see you. Yep, good to see you. We'll be right back on the JT Show. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. This is JT. If you're like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. Our friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. 
Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving, the farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Life hacks. What would life be without them? Like using candle wax to loosen a stuck zipper. Here's another life hack. Now you can get the same high quality insurance from Allstate, but at a new low rate. With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Not available in every state. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now, every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an excellent expertise, and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many Yellow solutions. Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
from Don Henley, formerly of the Eagles. Great tune. Always makes me think of Miami Vice for some reason. It's kind of the same era. Of course, you had the I think it's the keyboard blues. in the background that helps. Yeah, that's right. Agree. Great start show. Uh, so, I guess Cockroach will be renamed as well, since we can't say cockpit anymore, right? <laughs> On the C Spire text line. Somebody, I'm looking for the text. I apologize. I lost it in uh, all of them rolling in. That said, talking about Vietnam, my comment about we pulled out said, no, we strategically left. We didn't pull out. Well, the only point I was trying to make there is we fought this bloody, grotesque war. We lost many Americans. Many were injured uh, and returned, and they did not return to gracious welcomes from Americans. People just opposed the war. But we didn't achieve any objectives. Uh, The primary reason, according to most historians and accounts, is that we were trying to trying to uh, stop the the spread of communism. Heck, in this country today, we're spreading it in our classrooms. <laughs> there are members of our Congress that uh, seem to be on board with the murderous style of government and ideology. So. That's the only point I was trying to make, is we didn't stay to truly stop the spread. We didn't really accomplish anything. I don't think, I don't know that any clear-thinking person would say, yeah, we not only won the war, we achieved the objectives. I don't, the objectives were kind of loosely defined, honestly. It wasn't like we were... We had some, I don't know, piece of land or trying to defend some assets belonging to this country or anything along those lines. I mean, we can get into just really deep discussions about that, and I'm not going to do it. But I just wanted to kind of clarify what I was saying there. Um, Then, let's see, maybe Biden needs to scold Central America about not paying their people $15 an hour. That's from Bill and Brandon. Yeah. They're, they're fleeing corrupt governments uh, in many cases, and we keep sending money to them, which, which just gets stolen, essentially, and doesn't really make it to its intended use. So there's some truth to that, but I think you've got to be honest. He, the Democrats, the vice president, they've pretty much put down the welcome mat. I mean, and all the leaders in Guatemala, um, in Central America, when Harris visited there a while back, a few weeks ago, they all said, yeah, you, you guys are inviting everybody up, so they're, they're taking off. They're, they're coming out of this country and going into yours. And, and we just seem to be um, a, a dismissive of that, our federal government does on the Democrat side. Side. CC in Senatobia says, Poor Joe's cheese has slid off the cracker and onto the floor, and some rats devoured it. Oh, wow. Uh, so there's just a lot of stuff going on with respect to this crime speech by Joe. And then yesterday, by the way, the bipartisan group 
has come out in favor of uh, an infrastructure bill. And the president immediately, a few hours later, said, unless it includes all the Democrat wish list, I'm out. I'm not going to sign it. It's $1.2 trillion. It is targeted more at traditional infrastructure for the most part, except I think there's a, a uh, chunk of money in there to dramatically expand the ranks of the Internal Revenue Service. Oh, boy. With the under the auspices of chasing those dirty, greedy, evil, selfish, wicked, rich people. And I think that folks who believe they will only target those at the high end of the income scale with respect to their tax returns, I disagree. They're going to be in everybody's grill up and down the income spectrum, just bludgeoning all of us many times to uh, drill a dry hole, honestly. But we're going to pay for that, so we're just going to have an expansion of the IRS bureaucracy. Bad move, bad idea. We'll see where all this goes. We'll talk about that more next week. The infrastructure plan, plans for reconciliation. we got to go because we're out of time here on the JT Show. We'll be on site, don't forget, at KLM talking about human trafficking on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe and God bless. This show was a Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.